0: Mind, keep your mind elevating They want a vaccine nations, that's why it's vaccination But can I get a natural cure in the equation? We need to unite, no more separating Free your mind, keep your mind elevating Bond the government, I'm done with the system I can't let my brothers or sisters fall victim You ever heard about this track and trace and chip ting? It's the mark of the beast, they must be tripping Free Assange and shout David Icke I hope Edward Snowden's trial goes all right Because I'm trying to stand for what's right Whatever's in the darkness will always come to light Yo, this world's run by some evil Satanists They're playing with our lives And they're playing with some kids From Epstein to Prince Andrew to Clinton It's time to make a stand for the innocent Invisible technology killing slyly Can someone tell me why they rolled out 5G? They'll turn it up and call it the second wave And have that Mark Hancock say it's just they the face They want a vaccine all nations, that's why it's vaccination But can I get a natural cure in the equation? We need to unite, no more separating Free your mind, keep your mind elevated. They want a vaccine all nations, that's why it's vaccination But can I get a natural cure in the equation? We need to unite, no more separating Free your mind, keep your mind elevating. They wanna vaccine all nations, that's why it's vaccination. But can I get a natural cure in the equation? We need to unite, no more separating. Free your mind, keep your mind elevating. We wanna vaccinate nations, that's why it's vaccination. But can I get a natural cure in the equation? We need to unite, no more separating. Free your mind, keep your mind elevating.
1: Good evening, rebel leaders. Sit back, relax, and enjoy the show. Good morning, good evening, good afternoon, wherever you are in the world. I'm Sam. I am. Welcome to the Lifeboat live stream. Okay, we have got a lot of ground to cover tonight. We're going to walk through kind of the big picture for the vaccinated what are they facing what are the dangers of this vaccine what might be happening to their bodies as a result to their genetics to their uh, immune system we're going to walk through all that we're going to look at some of the psychological aspects as well but I want to start and just sort of lay the groundwork with this clip right here because I think she just does such a Beautiful job in two minutes of setting the table here of what's been happening.
2: COVID, amongst all kinds of other ailments.
1: Whoops, there we go.
2: I'm Morgan Wallace. I'm a 10 year employee of New Hanover County. I worked in the cardiovascular ICU for five years. I was your last line of defense with COVID we ran your heart and lungs outside your body with your chest open while you're bleeding on the floor. And what I realized was that patients were needlessly dying because of government's withheld policies for treating COVID. Everyone who died with COVID should be considered murdered. Early treatment has always been affected. I walked out of the hospital on the mandate day. I have my own practice, and I am the only person in town treating COVID patients prior to hospitalization. I also watched the entire staff at the hospital, including in my unit, get vaccinated, and then get COVID, amongst all kinds of other ailments. You have now loaded your body with millions of spike proteins, and you are a ticking time bomb for cancer, blood clots, and whatever kind of ailment may come up in your body. And I'm tired of hearing people go and ask doctors, can they be treated for COVID and their only option is a vaccine or go home or go into the hospital where you're not gonna make it out. I'll be happy to treat any one of you for COVID prior going to the hospital because early treatment has always worked. I'm a member of the FLCCC Alliance, NC Physicians for Freedom and the Medical Freedom Summit. And I would cho- I would ask y'all to please stop choosing fear and putting masks on our kids. The vaccine is not going to work. Early treatment has always worked, and government mismanagement of patients is why people have died. And families have realized this, and they are rising up, and they are going to come after governments and the hospital. I was highly decorated and highly respected at New Hanover. I was the November 2020 employee of excellence and I had a job opportunity this year from the chief medical director at this hospital. And I chose to walk out and stand up for what is right. So putting these masks on our kids is not going to help, nor is vaccination. And we all need to realize that. It is out. The cat is out of the bag. And people are speaking globally, including the inventor of the vaccine.
3: Um, section
4: Thank
5: you for coming. of the Thank meeting. You. Thank,
1: you. Thank, you. Thank, you um, Thank you. for coming. Thank you for coming. Thank you. <laughs> all right. Everything she hit on there were, were like all of the high points that are starting to break into the mainstream, right? This whole thing is really coming unraveled and I've made videos about little pieces of it. One of those was the Aaron Seary um, lawsuit where he's suing the FDA over the their, their proposed 75 year release schedule for what they knew in the Pfizer trial. And that, you know, the judge, they, they blew off the meeting with the judge. So the judge called the conference and said, okay, FDA, you're at 500 pages. We're going to, the attorneys want something a little sooner. Let's get together, see what we can work out to come up with something reasonable. They snubbed the judge and ignored it. And I think We're probably not going to see the 55,000 pages. We'll get the 12,000 that they're going to release by the end of the month. And uh, when it comes time for the 55, that's where they're going to, I don't know, do whatever the FDA does because they're bigger than, you know, they can defy the courts. I won't be surprised at all if we see something and we don't get it when they want. But look at what has happened in the meantime. All of a sudden, Ontario came out and admits 50% of COVID hospitalizations are not from COVID. You don't say. Morning exercise Whoops. is not hold on. Oh, no, I don't want to do that. Whoops. It's fun to scroll down. Of course, here we are in New York. Half of COVID patients were admitted for unrelated matters. You don't say. Go to New South Wales, Australia. Up to half of COVID patients in New South Wales were admitted for unrelated reasons. You don't say. Folks, if you've ever seen the, the video, the nightly news, where they're all saying the same thing, insert your city, your community here kind of thing, and it shows all how the mainstream media, the, lo- the local nightly news are all given scripts to read about certain issues, and those actors get up there and deliver whatever their corporate masters deem newsworthy, And don't cover whatever they don't deem newsworthy, the same thing is happening right here. These guys do not just, we've been talking about this for a year, okay? We've been talking that they're spam testing. You know, John uh, O'Looney talked about this. They would spam test until they get the result that they want. When you go to the hospital, they're testing people automatically so that they can ring that cash register and Oh, aha, yep, we're going to get 20% on top of that because it's a COVID hospitalization. So they are completely rigging the system. These guys knew it, they've been going along with it and taking those numbers and publishing them to pump the fear. So you can almost think of it as bribes given to the hospitals to be complicit in pushing the fear porn about COVID while not treating them, right? Because at the same time, real treatments exist, but the the pharmaceutical drug cartels want to make billions of dollars sticking it to dollar holders. Because let's face it, they don't have the money for all these COVID measures. They're not like raising taxes to pay for that. No, they're just going to the Federal Reserve and printing it, which means the value that's going from the government to the drug cartels and the billionaires through this whole process it's made them fantastically richer the value is coming from the existing dollars that means they're taxing us without ever having to send us a bill they just reach right into your wallet and pull a little bit of the value out and hand it over to their billionaire friends who are also you know, rigging these studies. I I mean, we're going to go through so much tonight. It's going to be hard for anyone to watch this with an actual open mind. That's not suffering from the mass formation to watch this and still think, well, you know, I think these shots are kind of still maybe a good idea and we should still be giving them out. This is rigged. They know they're in trouble. They know their secrets are coming out in these documents this year and then all of a sudden they've just changed their tune. Now, are they are they talking about classifications of the vaccinated and the unvaccinated? No, 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 no. That secret's safe because that still supports the narrative that they need. But this started with Fauci, and that's why I made a video about it. When he came out and said, Well, you know, with the kids, a lot of those are uh are hospitalized not for COVID. They go in with a broken leg and they get tested. That's a COVID hospitalization. So like they've known what they're doing. They know the game is up. They have to wind this thing down. My question is, what are they going to do? How are they going to blame all of these deaths? They've got to bring something else out. Okay. So we're going to look into a little bit more. I want you to listen to this interaction with Rochelle Lewinsky, who's the head of the CDC.
4: Good morning, Brett. Good to be with you. You, know, you just heard
6: about the U.S. Supreme Court currently deciding the fate of the president's vaccine Oops. mandates. In the questioning, Justice Sonia Sotomayor made this statement.
7: We have over 100,000 children, which we've never had before, in, t- in serious condition, and uh, many on ventilators.
6: Now. We can find from Friday suggests there are fewer than 3,500 current pediatric hospitalizations from COVID-19. Is that true?
5: Oops.
4: Yeah, but, you know, here's what I can tell you about our pediatric hospitalizations now. First of all, the vast majority of children who are in the hospital are unvaccinated. And for those children...
1: Okay, why isn't she presenting it per 100,000? Wouldn't that make more sense given there's a lot of kids who are not vaccinated? Of course, you've got the spam testing as well.
4: Is that true? Yeah, but for vaccination, we do know that they are most likely to get sick with COVID if their family members aren't vaccinated. So
1: and not a study, she's not going to cite a study for that. Why? I think that she's using a study that's over six months old. We're going to look at it in just a second.
4: The most important thing we can do for those children to keep them out of the hospital is to vaccinate them and to vaccinate their family members around them. Understood,
6: but the number is not 100,000. It's roughly 3,500 in hospitals
4: now. yes there are there are, and in fact what i will say is
1: she does not want to answer that
4: while pediatric hospitalizations are rising they're still about fifteen fold less than hospitalizations of our older age, age demographics do
6: you have a number of children on ventilators
4: um i do not know, have that off the top of my head but what i can say is for i, I don't believe there are um, any in many of these hospitals who are vaccinated so really the highest risk of being uh, on a ventilator if you're
1: we're going to look at that claim. Turns out it don't quite smell right, folks.
4: child is if you're unvaccinated. We also have recent data um, out just this week that's demonstrated that dangerous MISC syndrome that we're seeing in children. 91% protection if you've been vaccinated. But the
6: risk of death or serious illness in children is still very.
1: MISC. So this rare thing that they've drug out and found, aha, we can do an effective risk reduction instead of an absolute risk reduction. The difference for that with the vaccine, 96% effective, 1%, actually 0.8%, not even 1%, total risk reduction. Okay, so they play with these numbers to lie and have come up with these talking points. That's their most recent data, was to focus us on the children, The children are getting sick. Get your children the shot. Very small, right?
4: Comparatively, the risk of death um, is small, but of course, you know, children aren't supposed to die. So, you know, if we have a a child who...
1: Unless they get heart attacks, that's perfectly normal and due to climate change
4: who's been who is sick with COVID-19. We want to make sure that um, they uh, we want to protect them, of course. Right. So uh, talking from your
1: data. Is she having trouble extolling the benefits of the vaccine these days, folks? Do you think do you think that's what we just watched there? It is 15 to 24 for you. Who-
4: comparatively the risk of death um is small but of course you know children aren't supposed to die so yeah. you know if we have a, a child who's been who is sick with COVID-19 uh-huh. we want to make sure that um they uh we
1: want to protect them of course oh right. but you're, you're going to protect them. from
6: your data ages 15 that's to the best 24, for example the that's the best
1: death- most optimistic thing that she can say about the injection well it's gonna uh, protect them what does that even mean huh Does she know?
6: ...is at 0.001%. I I guess what I'm getting at in this opening is that the Supreme Court is in the process of dealing with this big issue about mandates. And do you feel a responsibility as a CDC director to correct a very big mischaracterization by one of the Supreme Court justices?
4: yeah I um, here's what I'll tell you. I'll tell you that right now 17 you're if you're unvaccinated, you're 17 times more likely to be in the hospital and 20 times more likely to die than if you're on than if you're boosted. And so
1: then if you're boosted, uh-huh. let's uh, let's go look at those numbers, shall we because I, I got them right here. I want you to take a look at something this right over here over there on the left, that's the date range for the data that supports the claim that unvaccinated or people are 17 times more likely to be hospitalized due to COVID? It runs from January 30th to July 24th. It's six-month-old data. What is the Surgeon General publishing? Also, six-month-old data. Why do they keep citing six-month-old data, folks? Well, here's why. Because the protective effect, the risk reduction that they quote, they want to pretend like it's permanent. They've even used one average risk reduction across their data sets and their studies. Not the way it works. It comes up, crashes down, and what we're seeing in data from around the world, the UK. oh gosh, two or three other, Iceland, Israel, a few more places, is that the Danish uh, data, is that you become more susceptible to catching COVID than than the unvaccinated when that wears off. That's why she said, oh, and boosted, because you still need that booster to pump it back up again for how long? Like two months, depending on the strain. Omicron is pretty much worthless, but she's not talking about that. She's talking about the six-month-old data before uh, going into the vaccination when they're, they were actually fighting the spike protein that's circulating in the population. They haven't been doing that for a while now. That's how these people are sitting there lying to your face, Pisaki will go through and find a tweet as well about that, you know, a little clip from one of the Fox News guys asking her about, you know, why get boosted. She quotes this too, because this is the only talking point they have. They can't update the data, folks, because it's bad. We're going to look at the data here in just a minute. See if there's anything else here.
4: What my responsibility is, is to provide guidance and recommendations to protect the American people.
1: No, it's to promote drugs and to promote vaccines and to supposedly also regulate the industry that you're promoting. It's a conflict of interest. You've sold us out, Rochelle.
4: Those recommendations strongly you sold out uh,
1: pregnant women recommend you fucked them children over above the age of five and boosting for everyone. We're going to look at what the studies early. are showing about that. The Speaking real ones, statistics, uh, it not seems the six month old ones that they want to keep quoting and trying to sell you
6: for COVID-19 or with COVID-19. It's been almost a year since you've been running the agency. Do we have that split on numbers?
1: Yeah.
4: Um, You know, what I will say is it differs by each variant.
1: It's 6%. It's about 6%. We've been talking about that for over a year. They've just now decided to pivot because this whole house of cards is about to come down with the release of that data.
4: So um, some variants, first of all, we're doing screening of many uh, um, in many hospitals of everybody who's walking in the door. Um, What we're seeing with the Omicron variant is that um, it tends to be milder person by person, but given how large the numbers are, that we're seeing more and more cases come into the hospital. In some hospitals that we've talked to, up to 40 percent of the patients who are coming in with COVID are coming in not because they're sick with COVID, but because they're coming in with something else. And have uh, had COVID uh, COVID or the Omicron variant detected. Right,
6: Mm -hmm. but I guess do you know how many of the 836,000 deaths in the U.S. linked to COVID are from COVID, or how many are with COVID but they had other comorbidities? Do you have that breakdown? Um,
4: Yes, of course. With Omicron, we're following that very carefully. Our death registry, of course, um, takes a few weeks to uh, and uh, takes a few weeks to collect, um, and of course.
1: We'll get back to you with that data. Trust us. (laughs) Meanwhile, what does the data show? Well, here it is right here. It's from Israel, okay? Let me read you the, because this is in Hebrew. It says, this is per 100,000 under 60, okay? So, elderly population excluded, highest vaccinated place on the, you know, one of the highest vaccinated countries, earliest to vaccinate, And uh, they've cut out the elderly population, which is part of this group of kind of resistant, vaccine-resistant people. And it says blue is unvaxxed, light green is partially vaxxed, dark is boosted. And you can see the data here. These are for, I think these are cases and hospitalizations. Don't quote me on that, though. And you can see now in Israel, hasn't always been the case, but... For the last couple months, mm, yeah, the vaccinated per 100,000 are getting infected at higher rates than the unvaccinated. Now, it's very close. There's not a huge difference there. But the unvaccinated are edging them out. And this is per 100,000, which means the vaccine is doing absolutely nothing to stop infection. And when we look at the other data set, same thing, and I this might be deaths, but I don't think so. I think it's hospitalizations. The unvaccinated are getting hospitalized or dead, whatever this chart is, at a higher rate than the unvaccinated. The vaccine is failing and they're on booster shot number four. How obvious does it have to be, folks? Here's the numbers not adjusted per 100,000. These are case counts. So, you know, we're talking a 311. 311 is the unvaxxed. 965 is the uh, three vax, plus another 716 that have had two vaxes. So they're far more likely to catch COVID than the unvaccinated. The whole narrative is dying of course here's deaths from Jikki Kij and this is also again adjusted per 100,000 and you can see the United Kingdom is towering above Australia which has also been rising and then you've got India and Japan holding pretty steady except for that little period where they stopped the ivermectin and deaths went up and then they started it again and deaths went back down. But that's all hearsay and coincidence and conspiracy theory because ivermectin doesn't work, does it? And the data certainly doesn't show it either, does it? Of course, when we look at the UK, here's cases reported with vaccinated by age group uh, on the left and unvaccinated in the gray on the the right side here. And of course, for under 18, you've got 1,800 vaccinated and 2,900 or almost 3,000. Uh, And these are all going to be kind of rough numbers uh, just to make it a little easier to follow for those of you that are listening. So 1,800 vaccinated, 3,000 unvaccinated in the under 18 category. Move up to 18 to 29, though, and you've got 7,200 vaccinated, 3,200 unvaccinated. In the 30s, you've got 6,300 to 2,700. In the 40s, you've got 5,400 to 2,100. In the 50s, you've got 3,700 to 1,700. In the 60s, you've got 2,200 to 1,200, we'll call it. In the 70s, you've got 1,350 to 892, and over 80, it's 1,055 compared to 981 unvaccinated. So, here again in the UK, this is a pandemic of the vaccinated. That's what the data shows. It doesn't lie. It's right there in black and white and gray. But somehow in the US, It's exactly the odd. You're 10 times more likely to be, 17 times more likely to be hospitalized if you're unvaccinated. It's the unvaccinated filling our hospitals. They want you to believe. And everywhere else around the world, they're just, I guess they took a different shot, maybe. The UK, uh, this HSA, this health security agency, I believe, released England's COVID data for the last four weeks of 2021. In every age group 18 and above, the infection rates for the vaccinated are higher than the unvaccinated. Overall, you're about two and a quarter times more likely to get COVID if you are vaccinated. There's the facts. That's reality. This woman is coming on TV and lying. Of course,
4: Omicron has just been with us.
1: Lying to your face. They think you're fucking stupid
4: also said that Omicron
6: was as deadly as Delta. That is not true, right?
4: I'm sorry, I didn't hear you.
6: <laughs> Omicron is not as deadly as Delta, at least by your data right now, right?
4: We are starting to see data from other countries that indicate um, on a person-by-person basis it may not be. However,
1: <laughs> It may not be? I think it's pretty damn clear what we just looked at.
4: Given the volume of cases that we're seeing with Omicron, we very well may see death rates rise uh, dramatically.
6: Okay, uh, back to the mandates for a second. People are losing their jobs.
1: We may come back. We may just hit this whenever we need some comic relief. I don't know. I haven't seen the whole thing even. All right. So pretty clear what's going on, right? Let's keep going. Of course, what other indicators do we have? This is, again, Jinky Keige. He is, he's a very interesting character. He's a lab mouse typing randomly on a keyboard. Less than 10 know who I am. Escaped from Pfizer and Fauci. So this guy's worked under both of them. He's in, he's authored some of these peer-reviewed immunology studies, I guarantee you. I'm not sure who he is, but I know who, you know, some other ones are that I chat with and that help me better understand this stuff behind the scenes. And he's just been hitting home run after home run after home run with what he's pointing us to. And you remember we talked about, I think I made a video about it, or I do, I know we talked about it. Uh, the insurance, the insurance executive CEO, and this is him right here.
8: Uh, catastrophe. Catastrophe one of our businesses is that we offer group life and disability insurance to
1: employers this is CEO Scott Davidson he's the CEO of one America life insurance right so they're selling these policies to like people that work in corporate jobs and it comes as part of the benefits package you get a life insurance policy
8: and we are seeing right now the highest death rates we have ever seen in the history of this business not just at one America the, the data is consistent across every player uh, in in that in that business. Now, this is primarily um, working age people, 18 to 64, that are in em- employers like all the employers on on the screen here. And what we
1: so I couldn't remember that that uh, age range, but it's 18 to 65.
8: We saw just in third quarter. 64. We're seeing it continuing to fourth quarter is that uh, death rates are up. Forty percent over what they were pre-pandemic. Now, just to give you a, a an idea of how bad that is, a three sigma or a one in two hundred year uh, catastrophe would be ten percent increase uh, over pre-pandemic. So forty uh, percent is just
1: unheard of. And what the- so it means, giant red flag, stop immediately. Figure out what is killing all these people. Something is very, very wrong here.
8: The data showing us is that um, the deaths that are being reported as COVID deaths greatly understate the actual death losses among working age people.
1: Exactly what I've been telling you. The CDC, this lying bitch right here, and the FDA and all of them, they want to focus on the COVID deaths while ignoring and sweeping the heart attacks and the strokes and the rare cancers and all the other shit people are now starting to die from left and right. They want to sweep those right under the coincidence rug. But this guy right here lives in reality. He doesn't get to do that because he gets to model how to pay for all this.
8: From the pandemic, it may not all be COVID on their death certificate. But deaths are up—just uh, a huge, huge numbers. Uh, we're also seeing a an uptick in uh, disability claims. At first, it was short-term disability claims, and
1: now—why do you think they're disabled? Neurological damage after the injection. Hmm. Unable to remember the swimmer guy. All the athletes I showed you over the last two years that took—or not two years—over the last year that took the shot especially the healthy ones. That was my theory that like this affects athletes disproportionately. And now we know why. And we're going to talk about that tonight. And it causes exhaustion. They can't do what they want to do anymore. Right. Let me see if I can bring maybe this up. Yeah, this is the one I want to show you. Take a little sidebar here.
8: Love study.
1: So, this is the Australian Open. This is one of the players. This is
8: concerning. Ladies and
9: gentlemen, the board. Very concerning, I would say, Jeff.
1: Mm.
9: It's Murphy, but. Every shot I'm out of breath. Yeah. And yeah, it's getting <sighs>
1: Every shot I'm out of breath. Wonder why.
3: Well, I assumed it would be the knee, but mm. seems to be struggling with his breathing. Yep.
1: What could it be? Definitely not the safe and effective vaccine. It is a the ice. They're like dark red underneath. Here come the medics. And they come out and oh, um, check them out this week is it said-
10: <laughs> to
9: take one, two shots. i I
1: can't take a deep breath. It's like I can't get enough air.
11: Yeah.
1: Why can't he take a deep breath? Well, we know that. Because the lipid nanoparticle has infected his heart. It's causing massive damage there. The spike proteins have put those lipid, have
11: been encased in the lipid nanoparticles, have entered cells in his heart, started pumping out
1: spike proteins, And we're gonna look at where those spike proteins go because it's not where they are telling us they go and it's a huge, huge, massive deal, okay? But some of those spike proteins get grabbed by the cell and pushed out to the surface. So the immune system can come along and say, yep, you're supposed to be doing that. Everything's good here. Well, guess what? When they come along and see the spike protein, they think, oh, this cell's infected by a virus. Let me send in the body's killer T cells and attack it. And that's what the German pathology reports showed over and over and over again. They were going in and killing any cell that gets infected with the mRNA, with the spike protein. And that's in addition to the heart damage that's caused by these spike proteins circulating in the circulatory system and binding to ACE2 receptors in the vascular system. And triggering blood clotting. And putting people like this unable to catch their breath, unable to work, unable to do what they used to do. Short term and then long term. Now
8: we're saying long term disability, whether it's long COVID or whether it is because people haven't been able to get the health care that they need because
1: or vaccine injury.
8: The hospitals are overrun. We're seeing those claims start to take up as well. And for one America, uh, we expect the costs of this are going to be well over a hundred million dollars and this is our smallest business. So it's having a huge impact on that. that those costs will will trickle towards other employers over time because which ones? Uh, premiums are starting to go up so it will cost more for employers and most of us in the industry are starting to target, and to add uh, premium loads onto uh, employers that are based in counties that have low vaccination rates. It's just typically what we would do for underwriting when you have a risk factor like that. There's also...
1: Oh, they don't... He doesn't even comprehend what's happening. He doesn't comprehend because he's bought into the lie that the vaccines are safe and effective. I wonder if he's vaccinated. What do you think? You think he wants to recognize that... He's probably sealed his fate that he might be in that 40% here soon. And they're even projecting, I think it's a hundred percent. So a doubling next year. So we're, you know, uh, (laughs) Jinky Key describes this for us stats. Peep If a three Sigma is 10 is a 10% increase. Then a 40% increase is about as random as a 19 NT gene sequence from a Moderna patent accidentally jumping into SARS uh, virus during a Bat-Paneloan panelo- uh, threesome. And he's got the code right there. So what he's what is he saying there? That this virus was engineered, folks. They've got this sequence in a patent. It somehow shows up in the SARS virus. How did that happen? Well, the odds are about as good as a 40% increase in death, just being nothing to see here, folks. So he's going to go on and build the unvaccinated.
8: Also going to be higher costs uh, on employers. from
1: Because obviously they're the ones to blame for this.
8: Greater absences, particularly in a time when there's low unemployment and workers are hard to come by.
1: Mass formation much? When we look at England. Oh, boy, I don't even know what all's in here. Those promoting COVID-19 vaccination in pregnancy cherry-picked data. The sales pitch is that stillbirths can rarely be a consequence of COVID-19. True, but out of context, because UK HSA report shows that infection rate is increased. Similarly, you can have a pro-mRNA in pregnancy bias. I guess that's fine, but I'm not a journalist. Let me see what they're looking at here. Here's a negative vaccine effect effectiveness rates. It doesn't drop you at zero. It makes you more likely to get sick. That's why the health minister over there freaked out and started recommending jabs every three months because of this data. Vaccinated again, cases per 100,000 higher. And that's in their, their own HSA Vaccine surveillance report that we've been looking at for a while. Uh, Let's see. I think it was just this one that I was going to look at. This is mortality. Okay. These are annual life years lost in the various age groups. Uh, And you can see here this year, a lot more excess mortality happening in the UK as well as the United States. And here's all-cause mortality. And you can see the trend's been going down. And all of a sudden, we have this huge spike up. What is happening? Well, I think we know. They just don't want to tell us. And I think this little graphic here does a great job of laying it out. In the short terms, year to 30 days, the risks are blood clots, thrombosis, myocarditis, strokes, heart attacks, spontaneous abortions, pulmonary embolisms, and anaphylactic shock and if you make it through the first 30 days and there's clear bumps in the data i think we're going to look at some of those tonight as well there's one at like i think it's 11 days and 21 days something something like that of course there's this huge spike you know from day one this decay looking thing and then you get these two definite little bumps like what is going on there right? What's happening? Why is that in the data? And of course, over the medium term, one to 12 months, so over the next year after vaccination, vaccine-induced immunodeficiency, that's where your immune system is suppressed after the vaccine wears off, right? The effectiveness drops into negative territory, meaning you're immunodeficient, you're more likely to get sick Antibody-dependent enhancement—we've talked about that, where the vaccine or sorry, the um, virus can take over the immune system and use it to further spread the virus. It's one way. There's others. Autoimmune reactions—we're seeing lots of those. Prion-like neurological uh, destruction—we're seeing that in the shaking. We're gonna, in fact, why don't we look at that right now? Okay, bear with me here. Morning. Where is she? No, I. Th- uh, hold on. Uh, I thought I put her in here, and I think something happened to it. Okay, give me just one second, folks. I want to get to this video if I can find it here or no, maybe it's in the, I think it's in the deck. Shit, shit. (laughs) Anyway, hope y'all are enjoying this. I think, oh man, there's just so much here and it's become so uh, obvious to me what's happening. And I hope that, you know, anybody that is like considering right now, and I'm just building this slide real quick so I can, so that we can play it. I hope that anyone who is considering taking this shot will at least at the very least be exposed to this kind of information, be it from this video, from me, from anywhere else. They, they deserve the right to have informed consent, to know what they're getting into, to know the risks that they're taking. And they don't today. They just don't know what they are. Okay, here we go. Oh, crap, I hit the wrong button. (laughs) Let's try this one. You
12: choose to, if you put it in or not. If not, I'm just doing this.
1: I, I love that little intro that she did it totally reminds me of my young daughter this girl is 14 years old okay she's a vaccine recipient but i want you to hear her story because it ties in with what we're talking about here tonight
12: chris welcome back welcome or welcome back to my channel this video i'm gonna do story time so if you want to hear me talk about kind of tea of some stuff that happens after you get the covid vaccine then keep on watching i had scoliosis from cancer which this scoliosis was so bad that there was no space for my lungs and only like six months before we made the surgery so my lungs are still getting bigger little by little
1: okay so she had cancer that triggered scoliosis her lungs were underdeveloped right so she's they're still growing she had to go for an operation but here's the problem with these shots It's shutting down, and we'll get into how, and I'll show you the how, but I want you to see the real toll that this thing is having. People who had previous cancers get the shot. Their TLR 3, 4, 7, and 8 gets shut down. That's signaling between the antibodies and so forth to fight cancer, and they basically get told to stand down. So people who had cancer previously and get the shot, have it come racing back.
12: But that was not enough. So, and if you get Corona, like it's mostly like people die because you don't have enough air for the lungs and it just attacks the lungs. So that was the big scary thing for us, if I get it. So the fact that the-
1: So scared half to death, And told what? That this shot is 100% safe and effective. Do they know that? No, they don't. Why? Because in the trial for her age group, they excluded kids like her that are unhealthy. Why? Because of the risk of side effects of of a bad outcome that would not get their drug approved. They did the same thing with the adult version. They enrolled healthy people in their trials, folks, because they rigged them to lie to you, they marketed this for the old and the immunocompromised and this and that excluded those eight, those people, those groups from their trials. Why do you think they did that? Why do you think they also excluded kids who had previously caught COVID and already had natural immunity? Is it because they know that the risks of an adverse reaction increased by two to fourfold? Of course, speaking of adverse reactions, they know the risk for myocarditis is like one in 4,000, I think, in boys, might even be lower than that. So in what Fauci described as a trial with thousands of kids, they had 2,400 roughly. There were 1,522 that actually got vaccinated and 750 in the control group. So it wasn't thousands, it was 1,500, which is... You know, if you're looking for something that comes one in 5,000, chances are you're not going to run into it. So that was another way they hit it. Of course, in the trial for her age, we've got Maddie DeGarry, who's listed in the trial document as having functional abdominal pain. That's a stomach ache. When in reality, she's paralyzed in a wheelchair from the waist down with a feeding tube that dispenses food and medication to keep her alive and from screaming in pain. She described having her heart ripped from her throat is what it felt like. And they're listing her as having a stomach ache.
12: Well, they approved for children to have the vaccine was overwhelming. And my mom literally, my parents mostly, emailed doctors to get me the approval and like finding ways to get it. because.
1: And these poor parents. I mean, I imagine they're just denying that they they did this to their daughter. But they did this to their daughter.
12: at the time it wasn't actually approved. It was like at a certain age we didn't know, so we just made sure. We like really wanted it, and that was before. And that was literally at the time I made a knee surgery a leg surgery as you saw on my instagram that i did that i had a leg surgery because due to the to my cancer so we made this whole surgery with the same doctor as i did the spine surgery dr dr david fellman and it went amazing it, it hurt all of bit because it's the legs it's like
1: so her legs were not straight And she went in, got a surgery done to straighten them out as a result. This is from the scoliosis. um, And she did great with it. She's describing
12: here. Harder, but we still did it. Ten days later, I did the vaccine. I took the vaccine. And then literally in a week, I started to lose strength in my legs.
1: So the day after the surgery, she's walking around. Like, it hurt, but she was able, still able to walk and had her mobility. And then 10 days after that, she goes and gets vaccinated at her parents' urging.
12: Which literally a day after the surgery, I was able to walk. So that it's not like I didn't have strength from the surgery because day after the surgery, I already walked and I was able to go home. So that has nothing to do with it. The week I started to lose strength, like, I had to take more breaks, like, after, like, five steps, I
1: Remember the tennis player? It's like, I'm out of breath every shot. I can't take a deep breath.
12: I had to take steps, which was unusual for me. And then, all of a sudden, I just couldn't stand up. I literally couldn't stand up. A week later, I... That was two weeks later. Later, two weeks after the, the this surgery, I had to go back to the doctor. Like, lost my words. Check up, and then like he did some stretches. I don't know why he never did <laughs> stretches. And then I was in this position. And then when I got up, I was like, time to go home. And then my my parents were holding one, one and two, and then I was holding the walker. I tried to put my legs. My legs were on the floor. But I just couldn't, I just collapsed if they just let me go. So I literally, they literally, my dad had to roll me out of the place in a wheelchair. They literally had to ask for a wheelchair. And we thought it was like a temper. we thought it's like something that will pass in the weekend, right? We thought, we didn't think it would last. Right. And so we got scared. My grandma got scared, of course. By the way, she's a nurse. She was a nurse. Like, so long story short, they did some tests and it turned out, I stayed there the whole day. <laughs> so after that, we still didn't know why I'm not walking. By the way, I'm still not walking. So
1: So once again, they
12: us to go to another hospital.
1: To- they get sent from doctor to doctor. Don't know what's wrong with you. Can't really help. Go see this specialist.
12: To I forgot the name of it. The so neuros- that specialist,
1: Neurologist in Miami.
12: Alyssa. No, I'm saying Alyssa. Miami because Children's, <laughs>
1: Miami Children's Hospital is where she went next.
12: She's the editor. Then told us, oh, we can't do anything. Like, there is MRI. They did an MRI. And the whole subang, so like, all the tests. And they're like, there is a solution but we're not 100% sure that it would it would work. So we were like fine and then they let us go home. Fine, right?
1: She's jump cut this together and then I've taken and further condensed it down into a few minutes here but she had some breathing something come up and you know had to deal with it. That's what she's
12: doing right there. And a day or two before we had our tickets to fly to Israel because I haven't been there in two years. Which you saw my vlogs, me being in Israel. That was so fun. I hope to be there next year too, or even sooner. See you next time, dreamers. Bye.
1: This was my last one. Tuesday, October 12th, I went to school My mom picked me up with my favorite starbucks drink i was all excited to go with her shopping for room decorations i had a blast with my friends on zoom till late i went to sleep and never woke up again she died five days after she made that video and these people knew what they were doing and they've included children in this so that they can cover their ass with government guaranteed liability. They knew the dangers that this shot posed to kids like that. And they lied to them and let them commit suicide. Basically they murdered these kids to make billions of dollars. These are drug cartels, people in league with a criminal government that is out of control and if you don't wake up to that reality you're not going to make it so there's your neurological destruction i don't know if it was spike proteins clotting that you know probably some clotting that caused her loss in capacity the micro clotting delivering less blood, less oxygen to her muscles, making her weaker. And what killed her five days later? Maybe um, a rare cancer. Because from Deborah Conrad, we know that's what happens to these people that had previous cancer. It comes roaring back, kills them before they can even get a biopsy to diagnose and treat. And heart failure. Over the 10 years, one to 10 years, Spike protein-induced chromosomal damage. We're going to look at that next. Cancers, severe immunodeficiency, uh, fatal autoimmune disorders, suppressed DNA repair mechanism, NHEJ. That's what we're going to talk about next. Infertility and reproductive orders. We're going to hit on that as well. That's what the vaccinated are facing, and most of them don't even know it. Now, the good news is, What we see in the data is that there are these very clear distributions among the batches and it is 5% of the batches causing 90% of the adverse reactions. Now there's a couple lawyers out there saying that this shows that they're 100% conducting experiments, dosing experiments, changes in formulation on different groups of people through the use of these batches in certain areas. <coughs> so, you know, when I go out here and talk to the, when I talk to that EMS driver out by the farm, he didn't really see it. Uh, we've got another report of like ta- tattoo artists saying, you know, we're gonna look at some stuff tonight where they're doing tattoos and it's not bleeding behind the needle and 20, 30 minutes into it, the area that they've worked is not getting red and uh, irritated like it normally should. Like their skin doesn't have an immune response. What is going on? And their, their blood is too thick to, to bleed out from the little needle. What is going on? So a friend of mine in New York knows a tattoo artist. She checked it out and said he's not seeing that. I called 10 places in Dallas today got hold of three of them on the phone and none of them answered their phone really. And one of them was just a receptionist. Didn't seem to know the other two. One lady went and checked with some of the tattoo artists. Have you seen this? And she came back and reported, no, the other one was a tattoo artist. And I think checked with one of her coworkers as well. And they're not seeing it. So like, Most people aren't seeing it, but in some areas you get these doctors. They're like, I'm drawing blood from all my vaccinated patients. And this is what it looks like. Is it because they're one of the recipients of one of these 5% batches, one of these 5% of the batches that are causing all of these adverse reactions? Are they geographically dispersed? And I bet we'll find out that they are. Of course, how do they, how did the vaccinator respond? Well, here's an article from CTV News in Calgary. The unvaccinated hospital patients outpace the unvaccinated, or sorry, the vaccinated hospital patients outpace the unvaccinated. But it doesn't mean the shots don't work, say experts. (laughs) Of course not. Why would, why would it indicate that? That makes no sense, does it? (laughs) To anyone under mass formation. It doesn't have to make sense. They can literally tell these people anything they want because they've been pushed into this mass formation that gets them to just believe this stuff. They're so hopelessly confused that they're just, they've are just they put their faith in this solution. They've literally bet their lives on it. And now they're going to pretty much believe whatever the people who did it to them tell them to believe. Incredibly sad. Okay, let's talk about female reduct- reproductive issues in bears and why this is even a thing. This is uh, from Jessica Rose's Substack. It's a it's a great article. She's analyzing bears data. Uh, so this is she says the female. Re- reproductive issues reported to VARES. This is so important for our bloody species. I cannot believe this is what I'm doing with my time. Trying to convince humans why well, it's a good idea to consider what is contained in a syringe that has been connected to an unprecedented number of adverse events in every adverse event collection system in the world. There are currently 43,350 women who have filed reports to VARES for female reproductive issues in the context of COVID-19 injectable products. So that you guys know I'm listing the, uh, med DRA codes that I use in my keywords. So she's got basically her query of the different codes that she's looking for to compile this data. And as you look across here, what do we see? Well, the, it's a bell curve distribution and the thirties are the highest age group at 9,800 reports on, the right of that for the 40s you've got 6500 to the left of that in the 20s you've got 5000 in the 50s to 60s you've got 2200 and in the 10 to 20 year uh, age distribution you've got 802 and then it kind of trails off 300 in the uh, 60s to 70s and 100 in the 70s to 80s and of course what does the temporal distribution look like how long after you get the shot? Oh, and that girl that died, she got one shot. How long until you start experiencing the adverse event? Well, here it is right here. Most of it happens right after the shot, within the first four days. And then here's the little bump. I think she references this at day 7, 14, and 21. What is happening a week later? 2 weeks later 3 weeks later why do you have these little bumps in the distribution here what is it doing to your system but clearly if these were just random events uncorrelated to the vaccine you would see a level line with a fairly regular distribution you know it'd be kind of like that going across we don't see that we see an exponential decay with 3 bumps distinctive bumps of adverse events. One, two, and three weeks later, after post-injection. Where 24% of the reports were made immediately and 39 were made within the first 24 hours, this profile is interesting in that it's slightly dissimilar to the profiles of some of the other serious AEs like death and also exhibits small bumps on days 7, 14, and 21. The normalized data looks like this, according to dose one from the CDC. So there's the CDC's example. And they claim, you know, we've got this big bump in zero to five, but they claim that's uh, of, okay, let's read this. The reason for the excessive proportion of events reported in zero to five-year-olds comes about due to the small denominator. So only 11,791 babies aged zero to five have been injected so far in the States. Of the 10 babies aged zero to five in VARES, nine are in the foreign data set, so uh, aka the hiding place. And warning, do not read, do not listen to this if you're prone to puking. A five and six month old baby succumbed to vaginal hemorrhage. The five month old is referred to as having menstruation irregularity or menstruation irregular. Why in the holy hell is the concept of menses being used in a five month old infant? And she read the text about the the report to confirm this. Out of the 10 babies, only three recovered. That means that seven died. Only one is reported as having died in the died column indicated by a Y. Huh? Why is that in VARES. Why do you suppose they don't want people knowing kids are dead? Half of them succumbed immediately. VD minus VOD is equal to zero. Three of these did not recover. One within 24 hours, one within seven days. This one is listed as having died. One within 22 days and two are unknown. I must pause. I need a walk, ladies. If you are on the fence about whether or not to keep proceeding with injecting yourselves with what I am calling this shit, please consider waiting. There is nothing wrong with taking time to assess a complex situation. In fact, I'm quite. It is quite intelligent and self-responsible to do so. So, that's the truth. Water cooler, Jessica Rose, uh, Substack. All right, let's look at what's happening at a cellular level because this is critically important to understanding some of the things that we've just gone through, okay? So uh, we're back with Jinky Keys here. Uh Uh-oh, let me make sure Twitter's still there. All right, we're good. Uh, So it was intended to go to the nucleus all along, he's asking. Lipid nanoparticles are not only protecting the mRNA from degradation, but are, tra- but are a transfectant facilitating nuclear delivery. Okay. What does that mean? What's the LNP, the lipid nanoparticles? That's the thing Robert Malone invented to encase the mRNA, protect it in the body until it can attach to a cell and then the lipid nanoparticles which the drug companies want to tell you it's just like a salad oil it's perfectly safe is not a salad oil it is a synthetic chemical and is incredibly hard to produce and is incredibly toxic as we're going to go through so it's not just that it's protecting the mrna and getting it into the cell but it's getting it into the nucleus of the cell folks this is very, very bad, okay? And here he's quoting one study, the transfection effectiveness of these mRNA nanoparticles. That's the lipid nanoparticle that is being encased in. Efficiently transfected using lipid-based formulations of mRNA. And of course, this ER that you can, those of you that are looking here, you've got this, You've got the nucleus right there, the dark part, and then you've got the uh, endoplasmic reticulum around it. Those are kind of the folds where these spike proteins are supposed to be produced right next to the nucleus. And they say, oh, no, it doesn't get into the cell. But what he's pointing out here is, what, what, what are you talking about? The mRNA or the spike protein? Because, well, when we look at the spike protein, it's absolutely getting into the cell, folks. So here's where they've highlighted, and you've got on the top row, for those of you that are watching, four hours. In this middle row, you've got a 12 hours on this certain formulation. On another one down here, overnight, and what they've done is biofluoresce the various components, and it's showing that they're both in the same place, that they're mixing, because they've got these... Uh, these C fluorescence overlap where they're showing one's blue, one's red. And in the third picture, they're pink because they're together because the spike protein is getting into the nucleus of the cell. This is really bad. And (coughs) here's further confirmation You can see kind of the pink color there where it is infiltrated. (coughs) And they've got boxes showing individual. Okay, which might explain this, he's pointing out, I'm only a mouse so I'm easily confused. When they said it doesn't get into the nucleus, did they mean the RNA or the spike protein that the RNA produces? I wish I was clever like that nice Dr. Fauci. And here's the graphic, nucleus, BioNTech on the top on the bottom they have a non-transfected cell okay and so you can see in blue the nucleus of the cell you can see in red the endoplasmic reticulum or the ER whatever it's called I might be misremembering that and then in the third column here you've got this green thing well that is the spike protein And it's in the transfected cell. It's biofluoresced with green, so they've got blue, red, and green. And in the non-transfected cell, transfected meaning mRNA delivered with the lipid nanoparticle, the transfection agent, into the cell, it turns out when you look at it, the spike protein is in the nucleus where it interrupts DNA repair. Interferes with something called P53 and BRCA and line one regulation, which has to do with miscarriages and birth defects and all sorts of things, um, which is fine because, well, that's only, that's only in the ovaries. But unfortunately, the lipid nanoparticle goes to two primary places. In females, that's the ovaries. In males, it's especially athletic males, it's a certain kind of tissue in the heart where that gets deposited. Causing increased transfection of the mRNA into the heart. And the, of course so we're going to see what these lipid nanoparticles are. Toxic shit. So here it is. Pictures from, I think it was a I forget what kind of microscopic analysis. I think it's electron scanning, but I'm not sure. So that came out and there was this massive coordinated attack on the paper. They really didn't want it published. Why? And they think forced a retraction. And we covered one. I don't think it was this study. I think it was a different one where they forced them to retract the study because it was missing a bookmark, a footnote, a reference, So, not that the information was incorrect, but they forced them to, they got them to agree to retract it because of that. And then they had the media attack dogs, the fact checkers, the censors come in and say, see, that study was retracted. It's bogus. That is the level of manipulation and sophistication and criminality that is going on here that is tricking parents, like the ones who had this lovely. 14-year-old daughter or 13-year-old girl killed. So here's Jinky uh, Keige saying, I'm so thankful that the spike protein doesn't interfere with P53 and BRCA. Spoiler alert, it does. Function in the nucleus of cells. And that it doesn't get into the ovaries where it, this all this matters the most. Spoiler alert, it does. And he's saying uh, this is a discussion amongst some of these super smart science guys. I don't like to predict the results of experiments in progress. This is somebody doing one of these experiments. But six mechanisms to cause or exacerbate cancer is sufficient to me to call it. P53 interference is the scariest one. So here's a scientist doing a study and he's found six mechanisms, six pathways, mechanics by which this, da- this kind of interference is happening in the vaccinated from these transfectants, from these spike proteins, getting into the nucleus of the cell and causing all sorts of problems with cancers, rapid cancers that are come, going to come back. Why? Because, well, the toll-like receptors are being down-regulated too, so that it's like the immune system being told to stand down. And Jinky Keys is saying, I'm afraid to say it gets worse. If it is true that they encoded a mutant Aroma teas. we are in Children of Man territory. Now, I don't know what that is. I haven't had time to dig into that yet, but that's looks like that's what they did. And Children of Man, for those of you that don't know the reference, it's a movie where all the babies stop being born and they've got one mother trying to get her baby out to safety away from this world that's gone mad because there's no more kids, there's no more they die and that's the end of it of humanity and this baby represents hope and that it starts crying and they walk through a war zone and everybody just stops because it's so precious that's what that's the danger that we're in right now according to somebody who's been in the trenches doing this work for a long time knows what they're talking about what does the mutant aromatease do? Deform children like uh, thal- thalatamide, which was caused them babies to grow without limbs. It was another one of these drug company FDA success stories. Never mind. I just Googled children of men. Yikes. Nothing to see here, folks. Carry on. Take the Kool-Aid. And then here's a link to this study. A potential new mechanism for pregnancy loss, considering the role of line one, Retro-transposons in early spontaneous miscarriage. And we'll look at that study briefly here. And this is one of the science guys saying, NACHR blocking is a definite cause of miscarriage and birth defects. That's probably one of the five mechanisms that they've seen that's being disrupted. Does this mean ovaries and breasts? Uh, And uh, he's asking the mouse, uh, Jinky Keige. Uh, the gametes, egg cells containing the DNA for your offspring, are in the ovaries. So those are getting infected with these transfectants. That's where the transfectant is sent, undoubtedly with some mRNA that are going to get in there and create spike proteins that go into the nucleus of the eggs, where it interferes with the DNA and is going to cause mutations and problems and Can someone summarize the abstract for those who are not biologists? Thanks in advance. Someone answers, they're trying to kill you. I thought the rat study showed it concentrated in the ovaries and someone's replying Ellen, uh, LNP lipid nanoparticle distribution study did show that. Now here's the line one activity, regulation, activity and regulation in cancer. This gets really technical here. I'm not, Gonna yeah, I can't blow it up anymore. I'm not gonna read it all, but um I I wanna read you some little excerpts from it here. First, I provide an overview of line one activity in cancer, highlighting the major features of line one life cycle, such as promoter uh methylation, that's conversion of, of things in your body, transcription, uh translation, and retrotransposition. Second, I discuss three genetic pathways. Epigenetic regulation, interferon signaling, that's where we talk about the TLRs, I think. Uh, Genome integrity, and they relate to line one regulation in cancer. Finally, I review the most recent body of work linking line one as not only a diagnostic, diagnostic cancer biomarker, but as a potential therapeutic target. So, I, I need to understand more about this, but apparently this is, again, one of those five mechanisms that these guys are seeing in their study that's going to cause serility. Uh-oh, I think Twitter just died. I'll be right back. Bear with me. Oh, come on. Did it really just dump out my entire spaces? Yes, it did. I wonder if Twitter did that. <laughs> I'll start another one then. All right. Yeah, it just killed my Twitter spaces. And now it seems like nobody can join. Wonderful. All right, right, well, we'll keep going. Uh all right. so here's something else that I found out. Let me get this straight and sorry Twitter it, it uh for those of you listening on spaces, it just completely trashed uh died, and then my spaces was gone, so I just had to start a new one. So I'm asking this lady right here, Caitlin. Kariko. She's the VP of, uh, in charge of transcribed mRNA for Pfizer. Okay. Transcribed, transfectant, the lipid nanoparticle. She's the one who's developed the lipid nanoparticle. And here's a quote in this article we're going to read talking about I would say that mRNA is better suited for diseases where treatment for short duration is sufficiently curative. Okay, so she's saying only use these therapies where it's one or two doses, short duration, so that cures the disease, whatever it is we're trying to do, so that the toxicities caused by delivery materials are less likely to occur. What delivery materials is she talking about? the LNP transfectant. She's not saying only do it once or twice because it won't occur. She's just saying because it's less likely to occur. But of course, what are they doing now? They're recommending a fourth dose at Pfizer. This is from 2016. They never fixed this problem. So I'm asking her, let me get this straight. You knew the LNPs are toxic and extremely dangerous, especially with repeated doses, yet you sit back and do nothing, say nothing, as people are poisoned, letting this Holocaust unfold. This is not going to end well for you. Justice is coming. And of course, down here we have this story. Here's the story of uh, quoting Pfizer's mass murder, explaining the dangers of LNP in 2016 is the LNP that collects in the heart in men, ovaries and women, which is likely causing so many of these vaccine side effects, right? And here it is. This is from uh statnews.com, ego, ambition and turmoil inside one of biotech's most secretive startups. Now this is about Moderna. And I'm reading this story and it just The parallels to Pixelon, which was one of the frauds in .com, they tried to claim that, you know, we have this compression technology that will take and uh, let you send stream video over dial up, which total bullshit didn't exist. And the founder was like actually a a convicted felon and used religion to prey on people's uh, gullibilities and, and solicit money from them to keep running his Ponzi. Listen to this. At the center of it is Steph, Stephanie Bansell, a first-time biotech CEO with an unwavering belief that modernist science will work, and that employees who don't live the mission have no place in the company. Well, that was one of the things the Pixelon CEO did: is if people weren't believers, he would a- attack them, uh, defame them, and run them off. Right? Failed experiments have been met with reprimands and even on-the-spot firings. They recalled abusive emails, dressing down at company meetings, exceedingly long hours, and unexplained terminations. People figured out the scam. They had to go. At least a dozen highly placed executives have quit in the past four years, including heads of finance, technology, manufacturing, and science. In just the past 12 months, respected leaders of modernist cancer and rare disease programs both resigned, even though the company's Remarkable fundraising had put ample resources at their disposal. So they had you know, they had one success early on that gave them a billion five in the bank, I think. so they had plenty of runway. Each had been at the company less than 18 months and the positions have yet to be filled. but these people, these well-known scientists, well-respected scientists keep getting run off, right. Moderna from moderna. Uh, Moderna has pushed off projects meant to upend the drug industry to focus on the less daunting and most likely far less lucrative field of vaccines. Well, not if you can mandate them and get the government to pay for development and uh, pay for all the shots and give them away free and then mandate the shots and force everyone to get them that doesn't even want them. Then they're very profitable. Though it's years behind its competition in that arena. It's the case of the emperor's new clothes that a former former Moderna scientist, they're running an investment firm and and then hopefully it will also develop a drug that's successful. We think that when the world does get to see Moderna, they're going to see something far larger in scope than anybody's seen before, according to you know one investor. And so for decades, companies that have endeavored to craft better and better protein therapies, mRNA, leading to new treatments for cancer, autoimmune disorders, and rare diseases. earnest technology promised to subvert the whole field, creating therapeutic proteins inside the bodies instead of in manufacturing plants, the key harnessing messenger RNA or mRNA. In nature, mRNA molecules function like recipe books, directing cellular machinery to make specific proteins it's in the ER, Moderna believed it can play that system to its advantage using synthetic RNA to compel cells to produce whichever proteins it chooses. In effect, the mRNA would turn cells into tiny drug factories. It's highly risky. Big pharma companies, of course, what do we know now? That those proteins that are getting created get expressed on the exterior of the cell where they trigger the immune system and uh, send in the killer T cells to kill those cells. That's why these people are having these heart problems and multiple organ failure and going into sepsis and dying after vaccination. Big pharma companies had tried similar work and abandoned it because it's exceedingly hard to get RNA into cells without triggering nasty side effects. Again, 2016. The end of 2016 is when this article was written. They knew Despite having never worked with RNA before, Bansell said he sat around the table with his core team in the early days of the company, dreaming up experiments. As a result, he's listed as a co-inventor of more than 100 of Moderna's early patent applications. Unusual for a CEO who is not a Ph.D. scientist. No, but he is a sociopath, which is just what that screams to me. The CEO wanting to be, who's not even a PhD scientist doing experiments. Oh, this is my work. I came up with this. Those who fell out of favor with Bancel would find themselves excluded from key meetings, pushed aside until they resigned or ultimately got dismissed, employees said. Most stunning. Are you kidding me? Yep. Just died again. Spaces. Yeah, somebody doesn't want me talking about this. Got to wonder why that would be. Here, let me close out Twitter and just relaunch it. We'll give it one more shot here. Most stunning to employees was the eruptive departure of Joseph Bolin, who came aboard in 2013 to lead Moderna's R&D effort. Quote, no scientist in his right mind would leave a jo- uh, that job unless there was something wrong with the science or the personnel said a person close to the company at the time. You know what that r- reminds me of? Brian Brooks going to work for, you know, the largest exchange, Binance, becoming the CEO of the largest exchange in crypto. He's one of the smartest guys in crypto, has regulatory experience, has industry experience, worked at Coinbase, I believe, for a little while as well. And he goes there, and like a week, two weeks later, he's resigning, washing his, wiping his hands of the whole thing, and moved on. Why? Something's up, folks. And everybody just dismissed that as if, yeah, everything's fine. Just keep pouring money into crypto. If Moderna really is a rocket ship getting ready to launch and spray a formation of new drugs across the sky, then why are these people leaving? But we force everyone to grow with the company at unprecedented speed, Moderna's CFO, uh, Lawrence Kim said. Some people grow with the company, others don't. Moderna's internal turmoil came spilling messily into public view starting in late 2012 as more than a dozen harsh critiques popped up. Let me see if I can tweet this out here. There we go. So they started, it started coming out, right? Because people were talking. Moderna 1.0 in the life and Life in the Caves came to a close in 2013, according to company lore. That's when Moderna had just 25 employees, signed a staggering $240 million partnership with UK pharmaceutical giant AstraZeneca. It was the most money pharma had ever spent on drugs that had not yet been tested in humans. Hmm. Well, and they had plans to fix that problem, right? From the start, Moderna heralded its ability to produce proteins within cells, which could open up a world of therapeutics. Targets unreachable by conventional drugs. The most revolutionary treatments, which could challenge the multi billion dollar market for protein therapy, would involve repeated doses of mRNA over many years. So a patient's body continued to produce proteins to keep disease at bay. Continued doses with this toxic LNP. This is a failed idea, folks. But Moderna's first human trials aren't so ambitious, focusing instead on the crowded field of vaccines. Of course, looking back on it now, pretty good decision, eh? wonder if they knew something this author didn't. Delivery, actually getting into RNA cells, has long, been, has long bedeviled the whole field. On their own, RNA molecules have a hard time reaching their targets. They degrade in the body. They would work better if they're wrapped up in a delivery mechanism, such as a nanoparticle made of lipids, but those nanoparticles can lead to dangerous side effects, especially if a patient has to take repeated doses over months or years. Uh, Novartis abandoned the related realm of RNA interference over concerns about toxicity, as did Merck and Roche. So, the industry has not solved this problem, folks. It's not. Moderna's most advanced competitors, uh Kyrgyzak BioNTech, have acknowledged the same challenge with mRNA, each and principally focused on vaccines for infectious disease and cancers, which the companies believe can be attacked with just a few doses of mRNA. Yeah, we're seeing how that's working out, aren't we? I would say that MRNA is better suited for diseases where treatment is short. Now, this is the Caitlin Catterow, a pioneer in the field who serves as vice president at BioNTech. She's the chief transfectant. She's the one who built this thing. She knows the dangers. And now she's going around, no problem, apparently, advocating for shots, which she knows is going to harm people. These people are monsters. Okay. Moderna said it prioritized vaccines because they presented the fastest path to human trials, not because of setbacks with other projects. Uh-huh. Very true. Of course, they just skipped the animal trials. No need to figure out how those are going to work out because you are the animal trial. Vaccinated. But this is where Moderna's secrecy comes into play. Until there's published data, only the company and its partners know what the data show. Everyone, And I'm guessing... We know what the data shows. The FDA knows what the data shows, and that's what we're about to start finding out. And that's why they're having to completely change their narrative to wind this thing down so they hopefully get out from under this and some of them survive. That's what they're trying to do right now. Everyone outside is left guessing and in some cases worrying that Moderna won't live up to its hype. So it just totally reminds me the the hostile environment, the the firings and the you got to live the vision and this and that of course Apple's kind of that way in the early days as well. And I think maybe even Microsoft to some degree, maybe that's just the startup environment, but it's, this is a dangerous, dangerous thing that they've done. They know what they've done and they're continuing to do it. Now I want you to hear what Gert Vandenbosch has to say.
13: Uh-oh. Easily be suppressed. Here we go. The children's innate immunity can easily be suppressed by vaccinal antibodies because children are what we call immunologically naive. Their antibodies, they are so young and so naive that they can easily be outcompeted by vaccinal antibodies. Now, these innate antibodies protect young children from a number of several different uh, diseases. So suppressing their innate immunity, preventing them from getting protected against these diseases and replacing this by vaccinal antibodies that have no, maybe still some, some kind of efficacy against COVID-19 disease, severe COVID-19 disease, but not against all these other diseases is very, very bad. On top, it is very clear if we suppress these innate antibodies in children, this could even lead to autoimmune diseases, and there are immunologically uh, explanations and a rationale to explain this. So this is an absolute no go. We cannot vaccinate our children with these vaccines. The suppression of the innate immunity is already a problem in vaccinees, and uh, they are going to have indeed a difficult time to control a number of diseases, not just COVID-19 but also other diseases. And it will require a fundamental and a very dramatic change in the strategy and also in the measures to help vaccinees. And really my heart goes out to the vaccinees to help them as much as we can to, because they will need uh, extensive treatment in many cases. Of course, their innate antibodies, because they got trained already, are usually more resistant to the vaccinal antibodies than the innate antibodies of the young and naive children. But nevertheless, there is pressure from the vaccinal antibodies on their innate immunity as well, which means boosting them, giving the vaccinees a third dose. This is absolutely insane because what it will do is it will just increase the pressure, the immune pressure of the vaccinal antibodies on their innate immunity. So boosting is an absolute nonsense. It is dangerous and it should not be done.
1: Okay. Something else Gert said is that doing the current approach would lead to greater and greater illness and hospitalization and death in younger and younger age groups. And here's, I got to think about it every time. uh, Jiki Keige saying, fully vaccinated man in his 20s dies of COVID-19 in Sydney. There were no unvaccinated deaths due to COVID-19 in this age group in Australia in two years. But now we have someone who's vaccinated in their 20s, dead. Folks, everything that this man is saying, y'all can sit there and attack him and pick him apart. But he's been proven right over and over and over again. And yeah, I'm sure it is just a coincidence. Must be, right? Can't be that he's sitting here laying out how this thing's going to unfold, and he's been correct and proven correct time and time again. When will we start listening? When are these people gonna start waking up to reality? Well, I think we're making progress. So, you know, we've talked about the Rogan interviews and the significance of those and pushing that idea out into the narrative. Well, this right here was mind-blowing.
3: The new rule to require vaccination
1: so this is the Health Secretary, Sh- Sajid Javid. Um, this is the guy that came running after the his advisory panel said we should do shots boosters every three months now. Came running out an hour later on the floor of Parliament saying, we're going to make this, I'm taking this advice. Considered it for a whole hour. And here he is in one of the government-run socialized hospitals where they push the government policy that's resulting in so many people's deaths. And he's talking to the lovely nurses about the vaccination. They look so excited to be talking to him. Look at them, look at their body language, yeah. They are just thrilled. They can barely contain themselves. (laughs) I'm being facetious for those of you that can't see.
11: I'm not happy about that. So. A little nervous laugh. No. So I've had COVID at some point. Yeah.
1: So here's a doctor, or I think he's at an RN, and he's come out and done some interviews that are, that are great. He's, he's a really good spokesman saying, I got a problem with these vaccine mandates. I already have natural immunity.
11: Uh, I've got antibodies. Yeah. Um, I've been working on covid ITU since the beginning. I have not had a vaccination. I did not want to have a vaccination. Um, uh, the vaccine is reducing transmission only for about eight weeks with Delta. With Omicron, it's probably less. And for that, I would be dismissed if I don't have a vaccine.
1: It's not the science. isn't. It's not science, is what he should have said. But he's saying the science doesn't support it. Strong enough.
3: That's your view. And your views? Do you have any view on that? <laughs> that? I respect that, but there's
1: a... Nobody else wants to get fired. Are retaliated against because the government controls the healthcare system. That's the problem. That's how they suppress dissent.
3: There's also many. I agree. Different views. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
1: There's other views. Yeah. Which ones are supported by science? Because we just went through the science. We went through the CDC's science and showed you what utter garbage it's based on—six-month-old data.
11: And there's another colleague who's
1: who's also- And the reason is because they can't fucking face reality, because this is reality. And they have no answer. Their strategy, it shows that they are a complete fraud and a failure, and they've sent people, marched people off to their deaths for lies and greed.
3: Also in the same position. Yeah, yeah, no, I understand that. And obviously we have to weigh all that up for both health and social care. And the,
1: the health and weigh what up that natural immunity is superior. You don't have to weigh that up, it's just fact. You accept it and you build a policy that uses logic and reason and science instead of your fucking doctrine. You nutter. There
10: will always be a, a
11: debate about it, but it's... maybe there's an opportunity to reconsider with Omicron and the changing picture, or at least the nuance it. And now, doctors who've had antibody exposure who've got antibodies, who haven't had the vaccination to not have it because the protection I've got from transmission is probably equivalent to someone who's vaccinated.
1: Actually, it's far more than equivalent, right? Especially the more shots they get, the more specific the antibody response is and the less able it is to respond to variants. So he's got far, far superior protection. There's 130 studies that support that finding. It is utter heresy and anti-science to suggest otherwise.
10: Yeah, but at some point that will
1: wane as well. Decades later, yeah. How long does the vaccine protection last? Well, with the first series, six months. Now, two months, four months. And then, well, his solution is we'll just get you another shot. But if you want to provide yeah. protection with the... With more lipid nanoparticles that are toxic and causing all kinds of side effects like heart attacks and strokes.
11: Booster, yeah. you'd have to inject
1: everybody every month. If it's worn
11: off by two months, yeah? If, it's yeah. Wo- if the protection's yeah. worn off the transmission after two months, yeah. then after a month, you've still got a bit of protection.
5: Yeah. So if you
11: want to maintain protection, you're going to need to boost... All staff members every single month, which you're not going to do.
3: No, we well, we take advice on on when, when how much you made. Yeah. But you it's not
1: going to, to achieve yet. a practical benefit. Uh, yeah. yeah.
3: Well, we take the very best
1: advice that we can. Well, you just got the very best advice. You just got a dose of reality, and you're just dismissing it. You're taking advice from idiots who have been wrong, who told us that this was going to stop the infection, it was going to stop the spread, that we could eliminate COVID. Your experts, Sajid, are fucking morons. So why don't you change course, instead of listening to the morons who have been wrong from the beginning, and listen to someone who's telling you about reality here.
11: From the the people that are vaccine experts.
1: Yeah, from the people who are vaccine experts in the government. The vaccine experts are right here on Twitter. We just went through what they had to say. Of course, what's happening with this 40% increase in the death rate? Starbucks is closed here due to labor shortages. Come drive through for mobile orders. This is happening all across the country. And people are out sick on disability because they've been vaccine injured. They're dropping dead because of the vaccine side effects. A lot of them are spam testing because they can get out of work. If they get a positive test for five days, for 10 days. And causing these kinds of shortages. Our economy, the world economy is being intentionally ground to a halt, folks. You need to prepare. There have been a lot of pictures. I was talking to you guys months ago about the shelves emptying as we get into this commodities rush, as the, as the grind down continues, as I describe it, telling you, buy canned meat. Go out and buy a bag of rice. Have some food and water and basic supplies because the shit's about to hit the fan. It's going to get real. And it's happening now might come back to semi-normal again before it grinds down further, but make no mistake. This whole thing is being brought down. Of course in Toronto, they don't have any more ambulances. There's a tweet down here. Code red, no units available. This was Saturday night in the city at 1838 hours (sighs) tonight. Why? Well, here's one reason. A week ago, Scarlett Martin, an exemplary exemplary paramedic of 23 years, was fired for not vaccinating. Lives are at risk, not because Scarlett was unvaccinated, but because John Tory and Ford Nation, I don't know who that is, Doug Ford, one of the tyrants in Ontario, were afraid of being canceled. So they fired her. And now they don't have ambulances in Toronto. And she looks like she's on care flight right there, actually. No, no, it's a car. Never mind. Helicopters don't have rear view mirrors, I guess. Okay. Let's take a break right there. Um, I, I'm, I'm going to go over this right here, talk about what's happening in the economic situation related to the economy. I want to try and tie all this together. I'm talking about the collapse, it, it has begun. But, uh, sweaty Zeus, you've been waiting for a while. Uh, why don't you unmute and let us know what you want to bring up?
14: Hey, what's up, Sam? How are you? Doing great. Um, I, it, it's a little, uh, it's one of the things you covered earlier, but when you were talking about cohorts, uh huh, uh, in the different, um, I, I came in during that conversation, so I don't know how much you went into it, but, uh, did you see the paper that came out recently that showed i think 5% of the batches were causing all of the adverse reactions?
1: Yeah, so we mentioned that and okay. like I and I talked about I think there could be like a geographic component because one of the yes, things I is. did was um I called up a bunch of tattoo shops. We haven't even gotten to the whole what's yeah, happening with part. the tattoos and yeah. trying to draw blood and stuff. But there's there's doctors out there that are like drawing blood from all their patients and they're all like coagulated and thick and dark and cracking and doesn't respond like normal blood compared to the unvaccinated that they would draw blood from. And then yet here and, and tattoo artists are seeing like there's no bleeding and 20, 30 minutes in there's no inflammation response. Like the, the skin doesn't get red and, and uh, inflamed and, and they're like, what is going on here? Well, I called a couple uh, tattoo shops today and found out that's not happening in Dallas and then same thing right. in New York. So like it's a small portion, but I don't know what the overall game plan here is. So,
14: well, I, I, I've just tweeted you. Um, now I've, I, I've mentioned Tori a couple of times. She on her show about six months ago, went into the cohort, mm-hmm. uh, went on to the NIH studies website it up you can see the different lot numbers based on different zip codes and where they're given
1: right I, yeah i've, I've seen, seen that data
14: I've it okay i've, I've yeah. seen I, I, yeah I the
1: expose reported on it and there's a couple <laughs> lawyers that actually produced it uh and they are yeah. trying to claim that uh this shows clear intent that they're conducting various experiments with these different batches right. and changing ingredients and doing who knows what so yeah
14: Okay. Well, I wasn't sure if you'd seen that because it, it, it I mean, it, it shows basically what we, uh, her and some people who follow her, uh, who kind of work with her, kind of went into it and looked at, they found that um, you're seeing a lot of the same batches and studies uh, going on in low rent areas. Mm-hmm. And then you're seeing kind of the same batches across a lot of high rent areas. So it looks like it is some type of targeting. And then I've also seen testimony of black people uh, who have um, put themselves as white for some reason and asked if you're white, like if you register at Walgreens to come in and get the shot or something. And then they showed up and they said, well, you're not white. And then they said, we can't give it to you. And, and so I, you know, I don't know if that that's personal testimony. So I don't know about that, but I've heard that quite a bit.
1: Oh, um, no, I saw, um, I think that was for a treatment or something that, uh, because they were targeting minorities for the treatment that this person couldn't get it. No, 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 that was different. different. This is different. I know.
14: Yeah. I know what you're talking about. All right. That one was Harrison Smith where he tried to get monoclonals and they wouldn't let him. Right. This was a black lady who tried to say she was white because she didn't trust the government. And then they told her, no, you can't have it
1: because
14: you said you were, yeah, that's crazy. They Put her in a different cohort. and, And that's the word I think where the, you know, it's different cohorts. There's yeah, three yeah. different batches apparently of uh one I think they said and you covered that has mm-hmm. like uh
1: twenty one so two hundred
14: and fifty e. micrograms. Oh. Yeah, and then mm-hmm. one has like ten percent of that and then one's just a placebo apparently. So
1: Yeah, um, there's a lot of claims I
14: think the placebos
1: there's a lot of claims floating around of. about that and um I'm not sure what to believe with some of that stuff. I want to see more uh from different sources, but you know, there's the lot numbers clearly hundred percent. Those are correlating with what we're seeing in theirs. There's um, these, these bad batch numbers all have like certain they're, they're 20, they're 21, 21 a, I think there there's, certain codes in there that are also correlating with these bad, you know, batches that are with these 5% of the batches that are causing 90% of the adverse reactions. So I, I'm kind of watching it and letting it develop. And I thank you for calling in and, and bringing that up. Um, I, I'm kind of like in a wait and see mode and watching it. I realize it's going on out there. I want something more definitive before I really jump in. I'd rather kind of play it a little conservative in some cases like that. And I'm going to show you guys something. In fact, we can actually go do that uh, right now. Give me just one second. So here's, here's a video. This is from the, uh, uh, what was it? La La Cumta Colomna. Guys, these are these two scientists that they're the ones that claim they took the the Pfizer vaccine. They let it dry up on the slide or whatever. And it started creating these nanobots and there's their circuits here and all this stuff. And I'm like, has anyone else done this? Well, now they've got this video that they released. And what it shows.
13: Fíjate cuando falla la cámara.
1: Is this guy rides up, he's on the sidewalk y
13: justo on his bike en el con and all of a sudden eh, he falls over.
1: Eh? But right when he falls over, Ahí, did you see fallo, that right there? There una was una a distortion line that went vino. across the video. Si and that atrás. happens and he falls over. Now,
14: here it comes.
1: It's kind of just a vertical line. Watch for it. Right there. Eh? And boom, he falls. Clarifum. So let me see if I can just right there do you see that it's like it's like pixelation occurs right there and then he goes down and they're talking about this and what they're suggesting is that well this is an emp that was fired at this guy and that's what caused the distortion in the camera and uh you know, that's triggered the graphene oxide in his body and he killed over dead instantly. I don't know if he died or what happened to the guy. I also don't know what the source was for the video. What I do know is that with like, uh, the Boris plugin for after effects, I can add a distortion like that to a video of a guy falling over. So once again, I kind of tend to believe like there might be something to what they're saying, but, the evidence that they're presenting, I'm, I, I, I find it highly suspect. Um, not saying that it's not legit and that's not what happened. It seems like, you know, it seems very plausible to me, but again, same guys and still nobody's finding these uh, self-assembling circuits, which I had some problems with. Like, how do they know which components to build? How do they know that they're getting the right, amount of the right kinds of components that are going to somehow self assemble when they're diluting the vaccine. And it's not, you know, delivered on a per dose basis. There's just so many problems with it and it could just be some kind of crystallization that's looking like circuits, but is not. Um, and like that's the kind of investigation and stuff that I think needs to happen. I want to see other people, um, confirming that this is what we're seeing and there's so much of that stuff out there uh so okay let's talk about china because this is a great little thread this is from sophia horta ecosta um on twitter and she's saying all of this happened in china over the last week Uh, so the first one Evergrande suspends suspense trading local media says the developer was ordered to demolish 39 illegal buildings. This is in this China's Hawaii little area, kind of like uh, Dubai built this little thing out in the water. They're doing the same thing here, except they got a bunch of ghost buildings and those are being ordered demolished. And this is a company that's scrambling every month to figure out how to pay for <sighs> it's debt, right? And of course we had last month it was $150 million and we had this old Bitcoin wallet move with $150 million in it. And then somehow they managed to pay their debt and keep the thing going. Why? Well, I think Tether's tied in with all of this. And I think, and I, we know Tether has commercial paper from China and it's in Evergrande and those bonds are worth a fraction of what they are used to. So that's the backing for Tether crumbling right now. And people want to sit there and say that no, there's uh, it's fine. That's all fud, there's nothing to see here with this Tether scam that you guys keep talking about. And, it, and it's just it's so absurd. Data her second point. Data for China's 100 largest developers shows contra- contracted sales sank 35% in December when people are they're building this new high-rise and people are signing up for apartments. Dropped 35% in December and fell in 2021 for the first time in at least five years, meaning the markets turned. Omicron breaks through Hong Kong's strictest border controls. The city bans arrivals from countries including the U.S., U.K., Australia, and shuts down bars, bans evening dining. So they're destroying their economy as well. Tencent sells a $3 billion stake in Singapore's Sea and China's tech shares take a tumble. Sparking, you know, fears. Uh, Guangzhou RNF bonds slump after the developer warned it's struggling to find sufficient funds to partially repay a January 13th note. Oops, there's another default, credit default. Uh, Shimeo rated IG in November. I, I, I'm not sure what that rating signifies, but I'm guessing it's like a maybe a triple A or, you know, it's good investment defaults on a <clears throat> on a trust product and rocks the credit market so there's another default because it's all coming down the bubbles popped and we're starting to see the fallout China's central bank withdraws liquidity from the banking system that's usually helps trigger a collapse right that's what it what's been behind the Great Depression it's a constriction of the money supply between behind all the major depressions that's why they print their own money like that so that they can manipulate the economy and crash it when they want, buy up all the assets, and then bring it back up. Investors dumped last year's top plays like CATL and the Chinext has its worst week since February 2021. Chinese regulators vow to ensure stability. Yeah, well, that's called a, a tamper, tape. what is it? A taper tantrum, which is when the Fed did the same thing and the markets threw a fit about it and then they're like, okay, no, no, we won't we're not gonna unwind the balance sheet. Here's some more free money. Here, come get your smack. Jack the mainline that shit and everything will be fine. Ever resilient Yuan starts to weaken as the Fed turns more hawkish. A newspaper backed by the People's Bank of China warns of the risks of Yuan depreciation. And China's Hurong shares trade for the first time since March sinking 50% in one session alone, not sounding too good, is it? The global financial collapse, I think, has started, folks. Now, it might take a few more months to get underway, but I think this is the contagion that's going to ripple around the world and bring this whole system down. Okay. Oh, I'm a dorky clown, but we love his videos. What the fuck are y'all even talking about? This is why I don't go into chat anymore. See what they're saying about me, folks? (laughs) China shut down. Yeah, I've seen that they're doing major, they've built concentration camps and all this stuff. Um, I don't like the war room. I don't want to really play it. Uh, Project Veritas blows up Fauci. That looks interesting. Okay, I'm going to go through a bunch of uh, the coincidence thread here, and if you guys want to pipe up on spaces, you're welcome to just jump in anytime, and I'll I'll stop that and bring you in. Um, so, uh, okay, here we go. So this is... I'm terrified, like
6: terrified. Everything I thought about the world and
7: um, how...
1: I think we played this in a previous show. Oh, whoops, that's not working because I'm in the wrong screen. There we go. Played this in a previous show. This is um, oh, Chacha Charles, but I pharma, forget her name.
6: In food, in government, in media, is about to be tested.
1: And she's talking about graphene in vitamin D, and she bought this magnet, and it's pulling these little vitamin D particles. Well. She dissolved one in water. There's a video of one being dissolved in water. And there's definitely some graphene in there. Okay. And here's a soccer game where somebody in the stands is having a heart attack.
6: What
9: the fuck's going on in this country? For fuck's sake. Oh, Witnessing
1: it live. Trying to get medics over. Pretend to, to the person on Love the ground it. with the heart attack. Mystery illness. What could it be? There we go. No Here's idea. The now, they finally come over and get that person some help. Was a professional player. This is Gary Dempsey. He's a professional player for nearly 20 years from 1996. Played nearly 500 games, club and international level. Never ever was there one cardiac arrest, either in the crowd or a player. It's actually quite scary. So you have these vaccine recipients wanting to deny reality. And uh, here's here's a former player saying, no, it didn't used to happen. I've been to 500 games, never seen this. I've seen it left and right now. Something's changed. Okay. healthy 25-year-old footballer dropping dead of a heart attack? So there was another one that just died. Here's Dr. Haley Bannock. She's a, uh, let's see, research assistant professor of epidemiology at University of Buffalo. Interested in obesity, aging, and almost anything related to epi methods. She tested positive for COVID on Saturday as an ultra-cautious, triple-vaccinated, masker, I was shocked and very afraid. To my surprise, I also felt ashamed. Yeah, which is also how a lot of the vaccine-injured are feeling, and which is why they don't talk about their vaccine injuries. And embarrassed. How could I have let this happen? How could I have put my family at risk? Well, you know what you did, Dr. Haley. You didn't catch COVID. The chemical injection designed to induce illness, suppress DNA repair, or inhibit DNA repair, and suppress the immune system via a synthetic pathogen that gets into the nucleus of the cell is doing its job. You just haven't figured that out yet, that you've been intentionally poisoned by these madmen. We have perfectly laid the case out or at least I think I have tonight. It shows this is what's happening. Six ways to Sunday. We know this thing is deadly. There are so many pathways to adverse events, to really bad things coming down the road. She goes on, objectively speaking, I understand that COVID is highly contagious and I did everything in my power to avoid this, keep my loved ones safe. However, if you're feeling any of the same emotions I am, whether it's logical or not, (laughs) It's not logical, but not for the reasons you think, Dr. Haley. Just know that you are not alone. COVID sucks. Uh Uh-huh. Here's a story about the spike protein being this prion-like, well, you know, there's this bizarre neurological illness plaguing young Canadians, and they just, doctors can't figure out what it is. Of course, remember, back over, you know, somewhere, right here or we've got this chart prion like neurological destruction the spike protein is very much like a prion so now we've got this bizarre prion like disease explaining you know could that possibly explain the environmental factor and the thing is about this is there are people who are getting it who are just around other people who have it so they're like well what could the environmental factor be well i think it's pretty clear what it is it's the vaccine and the vaccinated are uh, shedding the spike proteins via exosomes and those exosomes are getting into other people this is what happened to me and causing vaccine injuries because it's highly toxic And I think I even got some of the lipid nanoparticles with mRNA in it that set up shop in my testicles and started pumping out spike proteins. Here's another one.
4: I just got my COVID PCR test results back and I'm COVID positive. Here's the issue. I never showed up to the test. Yeah, my trip got canceled and I forgot
13: to cancel my PCR test. So I just didn't show up.
1: No worries. They got you a positive just to be on the safe side. I've seen like three reports of that this week. This it is. It is such a fraud, folks, and that's been happening throughout the pandemic. There are people who didn't go to their testing appointment, get a letter about being negative or positive. Because what do they want to do? That right there. That's what it's all about to them. Here's another one. Dr. Asim Malotra. I hope I'm wrong, but I sadly and reluctantly have to share that my biggest fear is that this is just the tip of the iceberg. I'm not the only cardiologist that feels this way. We also have a good plausible biological mechanism. We have several now, actually. And this is in response to a VAERS report of a 49 year old male three days post uh, third dose of Pfizer. Cardiac arrest, tachycardia. Decent told, uh, deceased, decedent told medics that he got his COVID booster three days ago and started to exib- exhibit SOB and chest pains since then. No signs of recent injuries, trauma, or acute drug alcohol intake. These shots are deadly they increase the dose in the booster stay the fuck away from this stuff folks don't roll the dice here's a brazilian reporter oh come on now this one's kind of funny a polícia militar foi chamada na zona rural de ribeirão vermelho And down he goes. He had five heart attacks and was put in the ICU. Don't know if he survived. It's the last I heard about it. We had an NFL referee that collapsed. Now I found a this was somebody's tweet telling me about it, but I found a news story. Had trouble breathing. Took him out of the game. And the article was about how they were shorthanded. They were down one man for, I forget the game that it was, but it happened at the beginning of the game. So there's another one. Thomas O'Connor is writing, just got word my friend passed away in his sleep. He's my age 60. I've never mentioned him before. And as he always has been extremely healthy, his wife is very, very upset. She called me at 6 a.m. Guess what he did a week ago? If the answer is got vaccinated, then his death is surely a coincidence. Uh, Renee Sears is saying, no, but three friends I know in their 20s died of heart attacks. Shortly after the second Pfizer jab, she's responding to someone. Friends have died with blood clots and organ failure. Friends of friends and family have had strokes, blood clots, and now blindness. Family member now has a heart problem. Sad, sad. That's a lot of people in your close circle for extremely rare and unusual side effects, isn't it? Hospitals are becoming less and less safe with CV and in particular uh, vaccines. Here's a note from someone. Uh, It looks like a post, a comment on maybe Instagram or something. My friend, a respiratory therapist in a pediatric hospital in San Diego, said that right now there are 30 vaccinated kids in the ICU with myocarditis. He said the doctors all stood around to try and explain it away until one heart doctor said it's the vaccine. The vaccine is the only common denominator. The medical community covering up their dead and injured because they are afraid of losing their licenses have lost every ounce of my respect. From the doctor who tried to gaslight my friend who lost her beautiful mother to the V to the nurse who confessed what she's seen to me with tears running down her face and is too afraid to speak out. I know a few of those. I hold you all in contempt. Another one, nothing to see here. Let me see what this is. Oh yeah, guy had his leg amputated. List of people who had their leg amputated shortly after receiving COVID-19. There's quite a few of them. I'll just skip going through those, but they're out there. From Ezra Levant, uh, 83% of COVID cases in Alberta, Canada are vaccinated people. Most people in hospital for COVID are vaccinated. 259 people have died from COVID, even though they're fully vaccinated against it. Other than that, it seems to be working great. Yes, because it's those are all just coincidences, obviously. Whoopi Goldberg is stunned that she's tested positive. She's. There's a little video clip of her saying, I did everything I was supposed to do. I'm, just, I'm shocked. Don't understand it. Of course, in Antarctica, where 100% of the scientists are vaccinated and they're completely isolated from others, most of the scientists there got COVID. How did that happen? Friend today informed me he is in the hospital. Heart problems out of the blue. I don't understand it. He's 35. Just had the booster. Had to bite my lip about that coincidence. My niece had to have the AstraZeneca jab before she had an operation. Last year, 0.5 weeks later, she almost died with two large blood clots in her stomach. She had a seven-hour operation to save her. Two friends had miscarriages after their jabs.
3: ...vaccine announced published on the 25th
1: of August.
3: Some cute little stats about Edmonton Park that you don't know about. So Edmondson Park is a little suburb that's located in both the city of Liverpool and the city of Campbelltown. And you're probably thinking, why is he talking to us about Edmondson Park? Let me go further. So when the COVID vaccination program here in New South Wales was in full swing, Edmondson Park was praised for the high vaccination rate. This Sydney suburb has a higher vaccination rate than any other around it. Edmondson Park can boast that more than 90% of its residents have had the first dose of the COVID-19 vaccine. And that was published on the 25th of August, okay? Fast forward five months, we're in January of 2022. Edmondson Park in Sydney's Southwest has the highest active case rate of any New South Wales postcode with about 77 cases per 1,000 residents. I'm not going to even say anything.
1: You can take it for what it is. Some cu- I will take it for what it is. A giant coincidence. Obviously. Now, here's one of the players. And Jika Kij is asking, has he developed a nervous tick? Right? Look at his... Uh, some of you will be able to see this, but he's sitting there in this interview, shrugging his shoulders over and over. Now he's kind of being questioned, asked some tough questions. It could be a nervous response, but I watched another video where he's also getting grilled about, you know, uh, kind of a- asked some hostile questions and he shrugs his shoulders a couple times, but nothing like this. I believe in one, in what Shrug. The- People shrug, who shrug.
7: about about uh, medicine say, and if the people says that we need shrug. to get vaccinated, we need to get the vaccine. That's that's my point of view. You know, I went through the shrug. COVID. I I have shrug. been uh, vaccinated twice. Uh, One side shrug. If, shrug, if you do shrug. this, uh, you don't have any problem to to play here, shrug. and uh, that's the shrug. only clear thing. And the rest of the Shrug. things I don't want to to have or to give uh, to you an opinion that I I don't have the whole information. The only for me, clear thing is Shrug. If you are vaccinated. Shrug. You can play in the Australian Open and everywhere and Shrug. the world. Uh, Shrug. In my opinion, uh, Shrug. Uh, have been suffering enough to not follow Shrug. the rules. I believe.
1: And if you look at his face, there's like this slight indication. That one side of the face is not really moving like the other side of the face is. Very slight, but this guy could be developing neurological damage, as a coincidence. Of course, it would have nothing to do with the vaccine. Just like this fire in the Mason's building downtown. In uh, where is this? I forget where it was. It is burning. And there have been like four of these in the last few months that have been set on fire. I think people might be out burning them down. Tribute's flowing for the 23-year-old James uh, Condillos, who died after he tested positive for COVID-19. The power lifter was double vaccinated and had no underlying health conditions. Another healthy person who's going to collect LNP on, in the heart tissue. Body's going to be real efficient at attacking itself, attacking its organs. And he caught COVID and died. Yeah. Here's uh, a. <clears throat> now, this guy was 73 years old, but Jack Drumi, he's a member of parliament, died suddenly in his flat in Birmingham on Friday morning. <clears throat> he's vaccinated. Uh, I don't remember what this one is. Let me see if it's going to come up or not. Oh, yes. Here's a guy got some blood clots on the inside of his thighs. It's just solid red up by his groin area. I can't remember if like mine was similar to this. That might be what kind of happened to me, but it wasn't on my thighs. It was more around my groin. But hospitalized for 11 days, only nine after having two jabs, went in a, a fit 64, came out on Zimmer with reactive arthritis, gout, three different diagnoses for the skin rash and extreme fatigue. Yeah, he's got massive vascular damage all over his body. This is just where it's presenting on his skin, but he's got microclotting most likely all over his body and uh, outlook not so good when that happens six-year-old with epilepsy battling covid at children's phoenix for two weeks
5: as her six-year-old daughter fights covid-19
1: her little girl has been at phoenix children's hospital now for two weeks and this after she recently was vaccinated we're hearing more and more about this fox 10's justin lum live at pch with her story
8: Well, six-year-old Arya Shapiro is on day 13 here at Phoenix Children's Hospital. On top of testing positive for COVID, she already has epilepsy, which led to a scary situation for her mother.
1: She doesn't have COVID. She has vaccine injury. Sorry about that, Twitter Spaces. I don't know. I might have bumped the phone and shut you all off for a minute. Of course, here's a former AFL player. Oh no, it's really working he's through He's something, now. I guess, or whatever. <clears throat> oh. He goes wandering off.
0: So
6: it's gonna hurt on the way out. Actually hurt. Yeah. Oh. Hey, uh hey.
2: oh.
1: Uh oh. Down he God. goes. Oh my God. Oh my God. Oh my guys, guys, guys! Oh,
2: can we please get a medic? Guys, guys! Oh my God. Guys,
5: he's
1: just. I'm just. I couldn't find if he was vaccinated or not, but if he was, it's most certainly. Another coincidence, right? Show your doctors and friends the death certificates. This is my stepson Benjamin, who died 13 hours after the Johnson shot, cardiac arrest. And she's got a picture of the coincidental city of New York Vital Records death certificate. Here's another coincidence. <laughs> This is during the Al Raka club match against Al Ryan. The player, Othman Bailey, eh, probably not, but close, uh, suffered a heart attack per the statement of the football club. And he's laying on the ground, twitching. And now however, he's the goalie, looks like, and everybody's running around to check on him. Speaking of which, I wonder, yeah, let's do this one here real quick. Got another one right here.
12: Oh,
1: he fell. Well, he's going to get up. He just tripped, I think. And he's still down. Uh-oh. There he is walking off. Oh, he's doing the Pfizer pledge. Not a good sign. And oh, down he goes. How obvious does it have to get folks? Hmm. How many more are we going to let die for these lies and greed? It's total coincidence that this doctor was hospitalized the day after he decided to get vaxxed. His 12-day decline leading to his death after blood clots is certainly not related to the safe and effective vaccine. And this story is amazing, right? Because I actually looked it up. And you've got the news interviewing the man's daughter here. And I want to find that little part for you.
11: Well, we are hearing from a family whose father passed away from COVID-19 just days before Christmas. Their loved one was also a doctor at Tennessee Oncology. Tonight, NewsU's Allie Lynch spoke with his daughter about his legacy and shares a message of awareness for the community.
2: He was a very uh, docile, a person with minimal words. Every time he spoke, there were very impactful words. So despite them being short and delicate, they always had an impact at the end of it. That's how 19-year-old Alexis Nadina is remembering her father, who passed away from COVID-19 just days before Christmas. Dr. Dimitri Nadina was a loving father, husband, grandfather, and a doctor-pharmacist at Tennessee Oncology. The 57-year-old was admitted to St. Thomas Midtown in Nashville a short time after he received his first dose of the Pfizer vaccine. Sometime a little after his first vaccine and he, he somewhat brushed it off usually when he gets sick he gets better the next day and then uh-huh. he was hospitalized on december 7th following a 12-day stint in the hospital he passed away on december 20th from complications they um mm-hmm. noted
1: from you know covid complications not vaccine complications because the vaccines are 100 percent safe and effective and his daughter who wants to become a research a pharmaceutical researcher and works at a pharmacy now she's here to toe the line
2: that he started a clot in his lower region so it started from his legs and started-
1: and it was definitely caused by covid not the vaccine and a false test because well i mean the vaccine basically makes your makes you get covid
2: started to uh, work up his family in disbelief explaining he was such a healthy man
1: uh huh Well, he probably should have stayed away from the chemical injection designed to induce illness via synthetic pathogen. Here's one of my listeners. My 22-year-old vaxxed co-workers was just diagnosed with heart inflammation. He collapsed at work three days ago, clutching his chest, doing the Pfizer pledge. He didn't want to get vaxxed, but was scared of losing his job. He just wanted to work. It's just ridiculous what's being done to people. Here's somebody's grandma or somebody's mom. I just like to think the powers at B for killing my mother with the jab. She was in a nursing home doing fine. The first jab gave her a severe reaction on her arm. The second one killed her with a seizure and you can see it's this giant mass of tissue. I mean it's not completely round. it's misshapen and so forth, but like the size of a golf ball maybe. And there's a picture of her funeral. Here's another one where I took a screenshot of this. This is Kevin Herbert on um, Twitter saying, has anyone had chest pains with their second Pfizer shot? Cause my daughter is getting chest pains. And Ian's tagged me in this one saying, what's your take? And well, let me see, I think I posted it down here. I pointed out that I took a screenshot of this and I posted it here. And then I responded and said, these shots are deadly, Kevin, Uh, start here. And I linked him to uh, Dr. Ryan Cole's video about, you know, disabling the immune system and so forth and some of the problems that that are in there. And it goes through a whole bunch of stuff. And he went and deleted the tweet. And I said, you know, this is why I took a screenshot because every time I've seen this a dozen times, these people come on making these videos thinking, believing the the bullshit that this is very uh, safe and effective vaccine and side effects are extremely rare only to find out it's not rare at all. It's happening all the time and we can explain the mechanisms by which it's happening. And if you had bothered to educate yourself, you might've saved your own life. But now that's in question because of the choices that you've made that you've been manipulated into making or coerced in some cases into making. This is absolutely a Holocaust, and we have to recognize that and call it for what it is, folks. Here's somebody's, uh, here's my running medals, and you can see there's just dozens of them on the wall. 18 marathons, 25 ultras, and various half uh, maras. Since April 2020, my first COVID jab, I haven't been able to run more than five miles for chest, heart, and breathing issues from suspected myocarditis. Imagine being an outcast now. I won't take more. Yeah. And here's the tennis player that we looked at earlier. (coughs) This is a ICU nurse. She's saying, we've just found out one of our RNs died of COVID-19. She was vaxxed and boosted. Leaves behind a husband and two beautiful daughters, 8 and 12. I will miss her. They're not dying of COVID. They're dying of the vaccine. So (laughs) I'm sure this is a, I'm tweeting. I'm sure this is a coincidence. If you have tickets to see Bob Saget on tour later this year, you should probably get a refund just out of an abundance of caution because he was found unresponsive in his hotel room. And of course, there's a video out there of him saying on December 13th that he got a shot in his butt. And it's causing him pain. And a month later, he's dead. When are you guys going to wake up? Of course, here's your average everyday plane, train, plane crash. There's a plane that landed on the tracks. And the train came along to remove it. Almost took out the cameraman with a piece of flying sharp metal. Yeah, you definitely want to take cover in that situation. Of course the okay, cops man? here, there's body cam footage now. You good? When they shoot somebody, takes weeks, months and lawsuits to get the body cam footage released. but when they're actually acting like heroes, the cops that we want them to be, they can get that body footage out same day, man. it is amazing the efficiency. But again, these guys are true heroes that risk their life in the face of this oncoming train to pull this man from the wreckage. He's bloodied and beaten up, and I bet he's vaccinated because we're seeing a lot of these crashes lately. Here's Derek Andrew McClintosh. He died suddenly or let's see January 4th due to complications from blood clots, sending him into cardiac arrest after re- receiving his COVID-19 vaccine. There's the football player. Here's a MMA fighter. This just came out. This is Miroslav uh, Strubach suffers a heart attack during training. I mean, and I went and tried to find on his social media accounts if he's vaccinated or not, couldn't find anything, but cool guy. He's been, you know, does shooting, does, horseback riding he's an MMA fighter um, and now well he was an MMA fighter now he's probably vaccine injured and just retired himself and yeah this is all fine because it's all coincidence and this is a pandemic of the vaccinated of the unvaccinated (laughs) okay What's happening in Kazakhstan? We're almost wrapped up here. Uh, this.
9: Plasma here. Uh, this is an update from yesterday when I was sharing videos about...
1: Now, he doesn't have evidence to back this, so take this with a grain of salt, but listen.
9: It seems like um, It seemed like a potential uprising at the time in Kazakhstan. There was... Um, a lot of people were... Tangling with the military there and, you know, some problems with the police, etc. That was happening yesterday.
1: And there is footage of some military people being pulled off of a truck and, like, kicked and hit. Not a lot, but a little bit. Um, And they are surrendering. There's been government buildings burned. Absolutely, that's happening.
9: But uh, a lot has changed in 24 hours. A lot has
1: changed. And why did it happen? Well, the official narrative is natural gas prices increased, but these people are living on $200 a month, most of them and rent and and heat is $200 a month. So like they have a terrible quality of life, most of them. And uh, what else happened? Well, when China kicked out Bitcoin miners, a bunch of them went to Kazakhstan. What did that do? It stressed the electrical grid, caused prices to spike. And when they shut off the internet, during this 24 hour period where things went crazy, the Bitcoin hash rate dropped by, I think it was 13% or 18%, some, somewhere in that, one of those two. So there was a significant amount of Bitcoin mining happening in Kazakhstan. It moved there after they kicked it out of China. It stressed the electrical grid and caused prices to rise.
9: Um, the president has fled the country. The prime minister has fled the government, sorry, the country and the government. And uh, the government has been uh, completely collapsed, like um, it's disbanded. Uh, They're trying to flee, as we're speaking. Uh, The president's son, I think it was, he was meant to take over the secret services, uh, it's kind of like the KGB of Kazakhstan. Um, He's fled the country. Um, Soldiers and military are trying to flee the country, but um, they're getting stopped by people and protesters, uprisers, basically, who are arresting them on the way. I've got some videos of that I'll show you now. Um, the police are getting arrested if they're not joining them. Uh, they're being basically, yeah, um, government buildings are all on fire and uh, politicians' houses are on fire. Politicians are getting grabbed and arrested. All their houses are on fire. I've-
1: Burning them out of their houses, folks. I told you all this was coming. And the, the word is that they implemented these COVID passports in grocery stores and banks. So they couldn't get their money out and, you know, so which one is it, right? Is it the natural gas? Is it the low quality of living, low standard of living, the military dictatorship for the last 40 years, the vaccine passports? I think it's all of it. I think it all contributed. It reached a boiling point And then just like that, politicians are now, instead of dictating orders to the peasants, facing pitchforks in their front yard and watching their houses burn.
9: i seen doctors getting arrested and people uh, pulled out of um, vaccination centers, etc. arrested, which I have videos for as well. So people are just arresting all of them. They've taken over armories and uh, I have...
1: If anybody can point me to this guy, I don't, I'm not sure who he is. Um, plasma, maybe. I'll, I haven't looked for him either. But if somebody has the links, I'd love to see these videos that he's talking about here. Because the one I've seen is like a bunch of guys on horses that are supposedly chasing down the police or something, but there's another explanation saying they're going to meet some, I don't know. I want to see like good evidence really
9: videos of that as well. They're finding mortars, machine guns, and uh, the guns have come out as well. Uh, They've robbed all the banks and it seems like they're uh, they're going all out. So, uh, great stuff. So, uh, yeah, anyway, contrary to popular uh, belief or what they're saying on the uh, internet through the news channels or what you'll hear on, you know, BBC News, etc. It is not because of um, liquid gas fuel and the prices that have risen there. Um, that's what they're saying. Uh, it's not about that. It's about uh, vaccinations and it's about uh, the Vax Pass and the need for QR codes, etc. And the thing that finally pushed it over the edge was people couldn't go to the bank and withdraw their money unless they had the vaccination pass and the digital ID, which they're trying to bring in mm-hmm. everywhere else as well. And uh, within the space of 24 hours, they've overthrown the government and the government has fucking fled. So, uh, yeah, it's uh, absolutely fantastic. Great news. Great stuff.
1: I would agree. Let's hope they evolve. Okay. (coughs) One more here. It's from one of the activists in New Hampshire, uh, Bruce Fenton. He's going to a school board meeting unmasked in New Hampshire
7: to do violence not, to me we're not discussing that right but now. you do because it's
1: very relevant you are the one you michael you are the one but who has the right the, i do
7: not make these decisions. you have the decision i checked with the attorney general you you and only you you do michael i checked it i can show you the email you do have the authority you don't have to enforce this you don't have to bring men with guns here you can be a peaceful person anybody else in here can be peaceful too choose peace choose yeah, peace you're not afraid of me. that you're not-
1: he has the power to ignore it and just continue the meeting but no no he's so indoctrinated into the mass formation that no we got to call for men with guns
7: afraid you're afraid of my words you're not afraid that i have COVID. you know i don't have COVID. right i brought a negative test last week you don't have to do this michael you don't have to interrupt your meeting you don't have to call the police you didn't sign up for this
1: i've been arrested for interrupting these meetings and taken to jail <laughs> even though i really didn't interrupt the meeting they just claimed that i did so that they could arrest me and get me out because we were playing a drinking game at their city council meeting and they didn't like being disrespected like that very much. And there's a video out there on YouTube for those of you that want to go watch.
7: You didn't sign up to do this to beat up another parent? You have cops call and, you know, you don't know what's going to happen, by the way. This is the problem with you guys, authoritarians. You wave these rules around like 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 a toddler with a gun. Yep. You never even thought of it when you did it. You never even thought of somebody like me. You never even thought that you'd have to enforce it with violence Nancy and guns. is an airborne virus. <laughs> Which is highly then why are you not why aren't you afraid of this man over here who goes to football games without a guy why are you afraid of shaking hands why aren't you afraid of the employees and your fellow board members who don't wear it i'm probably the safest person of this as a school board member i don't go anywhere
1: and of course he's in this empty giant empty room totally away from these people
7: our goal has been throughout this school year to keep students in school and part of doing there's that. no there's nothing that a cloth mask is going to do to change that metric and we're not talking about and that of, we're talking about force and violence internet, we're talking about force and violence to reduce transmission within the school building. it won't do it it doesn't do anything have you read the studies on it I have, when, I when have you have when you have brian going out to football games with fifteen thousand students references it's, on the cdc website about masks yeah. and i sent you 65 studies that say they don't work but the point is it's not about whether they work or not I actually was arguing for masks. If you look at my Facebook. T- it's
1: about freedom.
7: Post from two years ago, I was arguing for masks. What I'm arguing against is force and violence. I'm asking you to be peaceful and not exercise force and violence. Don't call men with guns in the school. Just mind your own business and do your own thing. That's what I'm asking. Just peace and violence. Peace, not violence. That's all. Why is it so hard?
1: It's not. How about you, Brian? It's hard because they don't want to give up the control and the authority and the paradigm because they integrated it into their belief system and they've been terrorized and they've had this free-floating anxiety and this external threat that they could do nothing about they were powerless their lives have been wiped away and forever changed and then they've been offered this solution and told that this man he's the reason you can't have your life back
7: and why do you go to the football game
1: that is mass formation
7: right why do you go to a football game? Why do you go to a football game and, and not wear a mask? Get my face! I'm not, I'm not in your face. I'm You're six asking, feet away. Completely irrational. I'm asking you why you Completely a irrational. Game. How do dare you, you ask game. these
1: questions? These people just can't face reality. They just, they can't. <sighs> All right. That's it, folks. That's what I wanted to cover with y'all tonight. Um... Again, that beginning, so powerful, so important for you guys to understand. I hope that made sense. We walked through you know, a lot of what's happening with the damage that's being done at a cellular level, some of the realities that these people are facing. Ah, oh, there is one more. And if somebody wants to jump in on Twitter, we'll do a little bit of Q&A if you guys want for maybe 10 minutes or so here. And I'm going to find... Uh, this last little clip that i prepared right here.
3: Morning exercise isn't normally a precursor to violence, but these are tense times.
1: (laughs) So here you can see a guy. He's on the other side of a fence, like at least six, eight feet back from this man. And He decides he's so afraid that this man is going to give him COVID that he ducks under the fence, runs at this man, and tackles him, grabs his hair, and starts kicking and hitting him in the face. He's very afraid of the virus, obviously, why he's getting so close to him.
3: Nays and kicks to the face. and all it seems over social distancing. The man pummeled to the ground is Simone. He says he was doing laps of McAllister Oval at Parkville yesterday morning when he got too close for comfort. The couple ordering him to keep his distance from them and their two children. He couldn't believe it. I was so far away from them and this guy deliberately hit me without any reason. It was pretty brutal. A passing cyclist filming part of the argument. (laughs) The threat of COVID, the presumed trigger.
1: No, it's not the threat of COVID. It's mass formation. This is such a perfect example of mass formation. This guy's life has been destroyed. He wants it back to normal. He's been terrorized by the lies and the fear that the government has pushed. He's had this free-floating anxiety because... Can't do anything about the virus. It could be anywhere. It could be the stranger in the park. And he's been given a solution. Go get the vaccine and told that these people are the problem. And now he's taking out his anger on these people. This is where they get the brown shirts from. That is exactly what we're watching the beginning of here. This is a Holocaust. Holocaust
3: like straight at me after screaming and he say, hey stop stop uh, uh, don't come close to my family don't come close to my family and I was man take it easy I was like a the park there's a lot of space you can hear the youngest of that family in the video stop it! police at this stage are not investigating the incident because there hasn't been an official complaint well no.
1: yeah I'm sure that's it it's not because he was acting in line with the narrative. I'm sure if it was the other way around, they wouldn't be investigating either. If it was somebody that was unvaxed beating up on someone with a mask, that was vaccinated. Oh, yeah, they would just not do anything because there's no complaint, I'm sure.
3: Nine News has spoken to the person who filmed the confrontation, and he says he's shocked by the heated exchange. They were saying to me that I was a danger for the community, that I should stay away from them. Uh and I really don't know why I was just running his a disgrace, honestly. Adam Hegarty.
1: Lunatics, some of them. Okay. a Few of y'all want to jump in. Uh Pixel Karma, I think. Yeah. What's on your mind, sir? Hey Sam. Hey.
5: Hey. Hey, I really appreciate you covering all these topics the past years. I think you do a really good job of just like pulling it all together for all of us. Um, I, I wanted to get your thoughts a little bit about mass formation. I think it's kind of a turning point because it kind of gives all these decentralized communities looking into all these things, something to sort of rally around Yes, and push forward, right? Like, yeah, that, so much that's the idea. It's hard to connect that for people. Like they, they yeah.
1: put the pressure on, um, because it's this, the virus is this analogous thing that's just out there and nobody knows where and they, it could be around any corner and this person's going to give it to you and your kids are going to kill grandma with it. And I mean, they've, they've told so many lies about this thing. And then they've set up the vaccine as the solution. The videos are out there where you can see them all saying, Oh, if you get the, get the vaccine, you won't have to wear the mask. Life will go back to normal. It will stop the virus. You won't get sick. How many times has Biden said that? I mean, he's still going around saying that nonsense. And so like, They believe that they bought into that solution. They invested their health. You know, they gambled their health on it and they didn't really realize what they were doing. And now they're being told that it's not working, not because they lied and the vaccine is a failure, but it's not working because of the people who are not taking it. And so they have it, it it almost triggers what I call slave on slave violence, where it's like. I had to jump through and bow down to master and take these shots. You should too. And you're the reason I can't have what they promised me. And so there's, there's just, there's a lot of aspects to it, but a lot of them, it, you know, this was what somebody said out of the, um oh, out of the uh, Stanley Milgram experiment when I did an episode on mass formation uh, psychosis. And I'm now I leave the psychosis off because it's, you know can be perceived as hostile and and really you can't be hostile with these people because this is how they act um uh what was i saying with that I, have, I lost my train of thought go ahead you have anything else
5: yeah 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 real quick so i don't know if you saw there was an interview with um with matthias desmond yeah. robert malone and peter mccullough on but yeah so yeah robert malone asked yeah he robert malone asked a really interesting question during that, around one of the factors being there needs to be a leader to rally around. Yes. And uh, he kind of asked, who Who are you talking about? And I found it kind of interesting that Desmond really couldn't say who. He just said the experts, which I think might be a tactic because, you know, you have, throughout history, like leaders that we can kind of rally around to fight against like Hitler, for example. Yeah. Um, but it's kind of interesting now we don't have one source to attack.
1: We don't. And, and, and I think that's what makes this so... Um... Interesting, but also revealing and dangerous. You know, I, I talk about it over exactly. and over. This isn't something that's happening in just one country, folks. All of these governments just up and decided, just like this week, they all up and decided to start telling the truth about the hospitalizations, that vaccine vaccination was the only answer, and that anyone pushing these uh, treatments that would have ended the pandemic are crazy lunatics and wrong. I mean, it's like we're, we're witnessing the, in my mind, it's not just like, oh, well, this is just something that happened. I think there's a, a force that is driving this agenda at play. And I think that's very obvious by, you know, like what we started, what I started the show with all these different countries now coming out and telling the truth, what the conspiracy theorists have been saying for a year. Coincidentally, while all this data is being released. So
5: So so last question real quick. Sure. Um, I'll leave you with this. Do you feel like our move towards decentralization, which I feel like is a a more macro trend, Mm -hmm. is going to be better or worse for mass formations in the future?
1: Uh, You know, I I think they would be able to happen in the future. Like no system's perfect, right? There is no utopia. It just doesn't exist. Every system's going to have problems, whether it's... um, the di- the benevolent dictator, democracy, communism, uh anarchist anarcho-capitalist society, whatever. They've all they're all going to have problems and things that don't get worked out. But what you don't have is this apparatus that has monopolized control over healthcare and it's like in in Great Britain in Australia, that means socialized medicine. The government runs all the healthcare and gets the dictate policy and fire everyone. And here, they've done it through the corporate model where they have the the corporation, the American Medical Association that de- determines treatments and so forth and works with the regulators. And it has exactly the same effect. It's just a different model. Um, what was your question again? It's it almost a,
5: more tribal. It's almost more tribal in a way. Yeah, right? it, it is. Not a centralized power, but more, but more tribal fighting and fighting.
1: Yeah. And, and like that comes with a bunch of resources that like, you know, there's the example of, well, what if one of the billionaires decides to raise an army and take over the world? It's like, well, armies are very expensive to pay and maintain and feed and so forth. History has shown us that. And while those things could happen, there are consequences. And in a free market society, you have the ability to, anybody can respond. Uh, and, you can vote with your dollars and we have an independent decentralized media i think it would take a while to evolve and we'd have some growing pains going through a process like that but i think it would be in the end not perfect but a far more compassionate fair and just society than the one that we have today where there's this complex legal system that they can drive any outcome citing the complexity of the system that they created that requires $400 an hour plus interpreters. It's it's absolutely ridiculous.
5: I love it. Appreciate it, man.
1: All right. Have a great night. Uh, I've, been, I've been pissed off. You're next. What's up? You might have to... Oh, oh, you're, you're requesting. Hold on. Let me bring you in, sir. All right. The floor is yours, i maybe if that worked it's bringing you in it looks like or no okay well there we go unless anybody else wants to jump in there are a couple that dropped off i guess i don't know what happened but last call last call i think this mass formation thing is also you know something we need to you need to recognize that uh attacking these people is not the way to go telling them the truth, I think, is getting them, dropping them little hints and things to see what's happening. I'm doing that with my ex-wife. Found out she's boosted last night, her and her husband. I'm like, oh, great. <sighs> but I sent her, you know, some of these screenshots, some of the information that we went through tonight, and very non-confrontationally tried to expose her to facts and she's got her ER doctor friend that says it's all the unvaccinated who are filling, filling the hospitals in Dallas and this and that. And I don't know. All right. Real boy, you can unmute yourself and jump on.
5: Hi, Sam. How are you?
1: I'm doing wonderful.
5: Yeah. Thank you for show. Thank you for your show. So I just uh, heard the news from my country so one of my um, mutual friends, he died with a heart attack. He got uh, two shots. Uh-huh. So so I'm just wondering, so if someone got vaccinated and uh, wanted to get better their health, so what do you
1: suggest? What do you do if you are vaccinated? Yeah. Okay. So uh, there's some great treatment protocols out there. One of them that I would recommend is the FLCCC, the... Uh, frontline COVID care alliance. I think it's Uh flccc.org. They have Uh what's called a math plus treatment protocol. And there's several others out there. There's also a uh, flush niacin protocol. When I had the vaccine injury injury from the exosomes that I think I got from my brother or just being around vaccinated, recently vaccinated people in Dallas, I took niacin Uh and melatonin according to a guy named Dimitri Katz's protocol. Now, he has a uh, telegram group, I think it's Niacur, N-I-A-C-U-R, and he uses now his, it was niacin and melatonin, but now it's niacin and curcumin taken together. Okay. Um, that I had uh, an ear that was stopped up and tinnitus and it was changing pitch, which is what clued me into like, holy shit, these five things that are happening to me are all vaccine injuries. And that's what's going on. Cause I've had tinnitus for years. It just never changed pitch and it was only in one ear. And we were reading a, a vaccine injury report of somebody that that's what was happening to them. Uh, when I took that niacin, I could feel my ear uh, drum pulsing with my heartbeat and then my ear cleared. Mm-hmm. And then the, um, symptoms reduce and you know, I don't take it every night now, but I take it from time to time and it does reduce the tinnitus. Uh, Part of that, that math plus protocol is going to be things like uh, vitamin C, vitamin D. I take five to 10,000 I use a day and I try and spread that out over the day as much as I can. So it's more of a continuous trying to continuously feed my immune system. So I'll take all my pills slap them here on my desk while i'm sitting here doing research and i'll just eat those spread out throughout the day as much as i can um but the nac is a transcriptase inhibitor so it's kind of stopping the the spike protein from doing damage uh there's all kinds of different protocols out there but the the, taking um C, D, a good quality multivitamin and go to like a, a vitamin specialist. Don't go to Walmart or some, uh, store that's, that's sourcing vitamins that are made in China. Okay. We're at war with China. They're putting, you know, you saw in the Blackburns, vitamin D, they're putting graphene oxide in there or, or maybe some iron filings. We don't know what, but it's, uh, you need to get good quality vitamins, D, C, zinc, um, NAC, niacin for me that worked and I, and I recommend it helped with a lot of symptoms. So though, and then there's other things that you can get like my vitamins. Cause I get good ones. They come with bioquiceratine or quercetin, I think in it. it, it comes in the multivitamin and it's in the vitamin C, which helps it has a synergistic effect. And that is made from, I think it's apple peels or something. So it's the same kind of stuff that hydroxychloroquine is made from. It's just a non-regulated form of it. Um, so that's that's what I'd recommend. Dive into that. There's different treatment protocols. Dr. Uh, Fleming has one, the Fleming method, where he's got his vitamin regimen. That's what I followed before uh, during you know, the first, I think it was the, over the last year or two. Um, so there's different ones out there just kind of start doing some research and look into that. And the, the telegram group for Dimitri, I think is if you type in like t.m.e dot forward slash N I A C U R, I believe we'll, will bring it up. I don't want to open telegram cause people start messaging me. So anyway, does that, does that give you a decent answer? Oh. I might have, we might have lost him anyway. (laughs) I hope so. All right. Let me see if I can get back and forget who is next. Oh, what happened? Bear with me. Oh, so the technical difficulties for those of you wondering like what the hell happened to the last show, Sam? Now I can't get back to spaces. I hope it didn't crash on me. Let me see. Oh, it's acting up again. Yeah, crap. I think it died. Anyway, I'm pretty sure we had a real close lightning strike that happened. And uh, while it was working, when the show started, shortly after, this is a separate issue from what was happening with OBS. But now, microphone one, my first preamp sounds like this. Lovely. The second one sounds like that. And I'm on... The front connector of the third one which is working but the back connectors lost some volume it seems like so i don't think i was meant to do the show i was meant to spend another day preparing it and putting this together i'm not sure what's going on with spaces i'm sorry guys there are a few of y'all that wanted to jump on but it's doesn't seem to be cooperating with me yeah i think it just crashed so all right i'm going to wrap it up there this is a good one um share this let's get people educated and try and put a stop to this madness as soon as we can Uh, if you can't support the show patreon.com slash to the lifeboats uh it would be greatly appreciated and helps out a lot Till then we'll catch you on next broadcast thanks everybody
10: can't see what's happening by now then you're blind they said it was to save lives, yeah, that was a lie The writing's on the wall, man, can't you see the signs? Now they're coming for the children, they just crossed the line They said just give it time, only three weeks and it will all be fine They want you tuned into that TV every night So that they can implant fear deeply in your mind Now in order to defeat them, yo, we need to unite The Ministry of Truth has taken over There's a reason that they chose Corona, yeah Corona means crown, work it out, man, it's all symbolism From the beginning they told you, a virus to the mind. Infecting your thoughts, but enough is enough, now we're saying no more we see the Trojan horse at the door, this is war, we can't ignore the call, Big Brother's gonna fall yeah we gotta light the torch for humanity cause 1984 wasn't fantasy George Orwell was warning what the plan would be, now you can see it all in their strategy, yeah they wanna call us conspiracy theorists, but right now we're the ones that are seeing the clearest, this is social engineering, how many the alarm bells have to ring before people start to hear them. Serious. Ah, can't oh, you see this is deliberate? They hand out sanitizers and masks, but not vitamins. McDonald's stayed open, same time the gym did The only pandemic is cognitive dissonance. Yeah, this is totalitarian. People are waking up, so they need to keep scaring them. Declaring new ways and new variants they got tricks up their sleeves so we gotta be prepared for them they choose what the facts are with their propaganda we know what their plans are so they won't get that far now you don't have to be pythagorous to see that this ain't adding up how much until you've had enough Ah, right now it's the last straw yeah they're slowly bringing in their
8: passports it's been leading to this from the start time to look into your heart now and choose what you stand for it's the dehumanization of the nation Raising the basic
10: foundations of human relations The emergence of apartheid, creating segregation That's the road that they're paving Cause if you're not jabbed, then it's you that they're blaming The you that is dangerous Mass manipulation, coercing you to get penetrated What's the difference between that and a rapist? I think their plot's got some holes they want you to follow rules, but they don't It's a joke, now it's coming to the end of the road It's a fight for our souls How much of your life have they already stole, And how much more will they try to? How much will you turn a blind eye to? Roll up your sleeve and get a free donut to eat Can't you see they're trying to bribe you? What's really in that concoction? How many adverse reactions till we stop this? How many must die for power, lies, and profits? I refuse to just stand by watching, no, that is not an option. What if that was your kid? Maybe then you would start talking. Maybe then you see the point. The children need a voice. We need to fight for their future before it's destroyed.
1: Oh, Lucas Lyons' raps, man. They're just incredibly informed. Have a great night, everyone.